The following Toku podcast contains spoilers from both past and present Tokusatsu, anime, manga, movies and other related media. If you do not wish to be spoiled we suggest turning off the podcast now. Otherwise please enjoy the show. Hello everybody, welcome to the Tokusatsu podcast. You guys remember that time the Avengers ripped off? No! Dick! Dick! Die! What? What did they rip off, Jay, besides everything? I was going to say Battle Royale, like, 12 years after it was relevant. Did they? Yeah, wasn't it, like, uh, Avengers Academy or Disassembled or one of those fucking ones that Bendis did in the 2010s? I don't fucking know. Bro, I don't, I don't read comic books. Dude, They're all the shy. They are. Guy. I, I know I'm the comic person, Phil. That's Chad. Well, this has been a rather uh, comedic, uh, I guess, uh, Oh, no. Insert pun here. I'm I'm tired and um I I guess in in I, I guess I'm just I don't know. Something something entry, something something related to episode that we're doing here. I don't know. Yeah, right. And since and since uh since my wish was a wish that Phil already did his intro, so he did already did his intro. So let's get started, shall Fuck we? Fuck you. Uh <laughs> Yes. Uh, so what are we talking about today, Jay? Geeks! Uh, we are... <laughs> yes, Jay? <laughs> we're... <laughs> we're talking about geeks! <laughs> you know, when, 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 when Phil, like, just cut off for that one second, I, I know what he said, but also at the same time, it sounded like feet. So, like... I know, right? A little bit. I mean, Phil is into that. You don't Anyways, know we're I talking about Common Rider... Yeah. Uh... That's right. No, they can't hear the Discord soundboard. Shit. All right. So all these quacks are just to annoy us. All right. I'm going to stop doing that then. Uh. (laughs) No, so actually, you know what? For the first time, because it's been a while since Chad's been here. Chad, why don't you do the story recap? Wow. Okie dokes. So the year is the third year in Newa. Fourth year in Newa. Wow, almost a third. But anyways, the fourth year in Newa, or it's basically 2023, and we have... Uh, basically, a mysterious thing called the Desire Grand Prix in which people will enter and fight for their wishes. Uh, we have the reigning champion, Ukio Ace, who fights as the titular Kamen Rider Geats and competes to have his wishes granted, alongside other characters such as uh, Sakurai Kewa, a good boy, um, Naon Kurama, um, who else? Uh, Michinaga Azuma, almost Best forgot guy. him, and a. Um, Myriad of many other colorful casts of people in which nothing can ever go wrong. <clears throat> I I was expecting you just to say and the rest of <laughs> them. Well, I mean, and the and rest and, of them. Uh, was it Gilligan's Island? That's what voice I just said. And the rest. Well, look, okay. I, I guess because there's like 700 million fucking characters in this goddamn show. There we have to are, and like of none of them matter except for five. Or wait. what? Don't don't well, you guys well, care about well, what, what about? Yeah, about I cared Blue, about dude? him. I wanted him to come back. He died the first episode. dude. You didn't care about him. He was pretty cool. Oh yeah, I mean, time fires. Time fires just time fire. Yeah, exactly. Time. It's hard to go wrong. Time fires both a sentai and a rider now, so it's kind of cool. Yeah. He uh, joins the ranks. Anyways, uh, now he just needs to be. So I guess we. That's that's next year. Ultraman Geriatric. Well, I mean, to be honest, Kyoryu Blue is also now a Sentai Underwriter as well. 
it's true. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> he does technically count. <laughs> I mean, in in a in a weird way, but yeah. So uh, I guess f- fuck it. Let's just start with uh, our main character, Ace. The, what the, an he, asshole! He's, he's uh he's, I guess nice Tendo. He is today was Tendo. Diet Tendo. <laughs> he's he's the nice version of Tendo. I say diet. Tendo. Yeah, I mean that's that's the easiest way to explain it is that uh. I don't want to say necessarily diet Tendo, because that implies that he's just watered down, which he kind of is, but it doesn't, you know, that implies negativity. He's well, okay, he's t- Tendo is Coke, he's Pepsi. All right, all right I guess that works. Right. That's yeah. good enough for me. I was I was gonna say Tendo too, but um, <laughs> hyper Tendo. Yeah. Wait, that exists. Wait, well. yeah, that's just regular Tendo. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, it's weird. I think everybody kind of pretty much earmarked him as just, like, being Tendo again from, like, episode one. And up to the finale, <coughs> it pretty much stayed the same. Yeah, um, he is a duplicitous, self-serving egotist uh, who is constantly working every single person in the room Sometimes, usually including himself, all for whatever <laughs> insane scheme or plan or whatever the fuck he's got cooking for that immediate moment. Um, everybody thinks he's a complete dick. Less so and than Tendo, right. because Ace at least manages to have friends and consistent <laughs> allies. And, uh, I mean, Ace doesn't yeah. let his ego forms- get in the way forms relationships with people and manages to convince people to like actually join him instead of being like Tendo where Tendo's just like I'm the son fuck you and then everybody just kind of gives up because it's Tendo. <laughs> you, you know what I could say that, like the easiest like way to summarize uh, Ace is basically ah oh, damn it Ace and basically up until the end it's okay Ace and just everyone just kind of rolls with it at some point <laughs> That's you know what that's fair yeah is damn it Ace that pretty much uh, summarizes everything that he does. What about Ono? What about it's Onore very strange Ace? though. Yeah, what about Onore Ace? Mm. I don't think anybody actually says that bizarrely. No enough. one ever said that. No. Yeah, surprisingly. Well, then again, that's more or less a decade thing, and luckily he wasn't he wasn't decade. So, well, I mean, Buffa kept telling him, to, Buffa kept telling him to get bent. So <laughs> until he didn't. That that's that's it. But um. It is really weird about Ace, though, because, like, I, I guess from, like, word go, I kind of always thought, oh, are they just going to make him go full, like, actual asshole Tendo by the end? And they, if anything, they softened him pretty hard after a while, which is really strange. I didn't expect that to come out they of They softened him pretty hard. That's kind of a weird statement in itself already. I know, right? Uh, f- I mean, this whole show is kind of weird. Thank you, Takahashi. Yeah. I mean, uh, once again, we've got Yuya Takahashi writing, and, um... That that pretty much tells you everything you need to know, good and bad. I'm just gonna be straight up. <laughs> we'll get up to front. that. No, we'll get to that. I. It's weird because it's not even like they necessarily soften him because he was already relatively like. It was definitely made clear very early on that a lot of his like, duplicity and assholishness was a front, just kind of like, his character. Like it was a lot. A lot of it was like. 
he's a good person. He just he knows he needs to be a huge asshole to get what he wants. And whether he has to fuck somebody over for it, he's going to fuck somebody over. But he's going to do his part and chip in and, you know, be nice when he can. Yeah. So the yeah. as the the game starts becoming the like the the kayfabe of the game breaks down and like the reality of the situation sets in for everybody including himself he starts to kind of step away from that dickish character for the most part and when he starts to kind of go back into it you can always tell all right well there's some fucking shit cooking in the background he knows more than everybody else is going on he, he's working he's working. he's he's work he's got an angle he's working his angle he's got something cooking yeah and that's and I, honest, I like yeah. that. I did really enjoy that uh, nature of his character. It was very interesting. I mean, overall, I really liked Ace to be just in general. It, it's weird. Like, this is a character that is primed for me, just kind of rolling my eyes. Because let's be completely honest, when we're saying what we're about to say, uh, he is Tendo in more ways than one. Yeah. And some of those things are not very good ways. No. No. Uh, like, let's call a spade a spade here. Boys, a Gary Stewart through and through. Like, I don't think the guy really loses pretty much ever, at least when it comes to, like, actually important fights. Because even when he loses his one important fight, he's like, actually, I won. I mean, they kind of they kind <laughs> of explain that, like, what, four or five episodes in where it's like, oh, he won the previous game and his wish was that I can never lose. So the show straight up tells you early on, he can't lose. He can never lose. Even... Even when everybody involved conspires to fuck him over, he will still win. And and it pisses off. Yeah, the it's game very master. Gary Stewish, especially once we start getting more into his backstory near the end. Oh, and especially the fucking end game of the show. The backstory. I wouldn't even necessarily say that's to a flaw of the show where it's not like everything immediately resolved. It's it, again, it's not like he ever strut never struggles or there's no like stakes or you know plots just immediately resolve themselves he still has to work he still has to actually like try but the show is very straight up like no matter what happens ace will eventually win by the end and it doesn't matter how fucking retarded it gets he'll pull <laughs> something out of his ass to win it's what, what part of him was trying when he got prayed into existence <laughs> I mean, okay. Look, the fact the fact that Ace is, for all intents and purposes, Jesus is uh, that's that's different. All right, that's uh, he transcends Jesus. He's I mean, God. look, the Ge Geats Nine. Look, I love Geats Nine, but Geats Nine's such a fucking asshole. It's not even funny, dude. Geats Nine is literally just know you the form. <laughs> it really fucking it's is. Instinct. It's just I win now. Lol. It's ultra instinct. It's not even that's Ultra not with Instinct. Ultra Instinct. It's fucking that's that's Geats Nine is the equivalent of typing in SV Cheats well, One. Well, let's, Fuck let's you. This way. <laughs> it's like, remember how Kiwami Arms was also basically considered the God form? Yeah, no, they yeah. actually somehow wrote God into this, even being more God than Hyper, like Hyper Form Kabuto and also like Kiwami Arms Gaim. Oh, that would be a cool fight. To Pretty see. much, yeah. I think like, in terms of literal actual like. God tier power, I think not copping out and saying Omazio, I can't think of a writer who's this objectively unnecessarily overpowered in his final form. 
there's only one more that I can think of, and that's Sabers, because Saber literally can just like. Yeah. Okay. That's that's fair. Saber's final form was ridiculously overpowered as well. But <laughs> Saber's final form is is like no U times two. It's true. That, that, <laughs> but Geats is also. I mean, let's be, again to call a spade a spade here. He just becomes Jesus. Pretty much. So he comes with all the powers, Jesus included. Well, let's so. let's also just remember this right now. Saber is our Lord and Savior. He's the one. He's the reason why we have Super Sentai and Common Rider. At oh, the end of the day, we have you're right. I forgot. We have books because of him. Actually, did didn't uh, what's his face? The guy who plays Zin yeah. play a Shinomori in that movie? Yes, he did. That was That's uh, weird. Fuku, I a uh, Suzuki Fuku, I believe. That's right. So. He was also in. We'll Daimon. get to. <laughs> we'll get to. Wait, was he? Yeah. He oh was, yes, yeah, he, he was is. Yeah. Oh my! Oh, I fucking forgot about that. We um, watched that one day. But we did. When? We reviewed you it, didn't. Phil, like three weeks ago. We did? Anyway. Daimajin Kana? Yeah, yeah what... we did that. We did that. Yeah, we did. Oh, we did Echo Game. We did, we did uh, Eco Game. No, we did Daimajin Kana. We did. Anywho. Yes. Anyways. Anyways, back Mo- on topic. Moving on. Back back to Jesus. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I, I, I like Ace to a point because I, I think even at a certain point where – I mean, to be fair, towards the end game, he becomes less of a character and more okay. He is just the plot now. Yeah. And I think at that point, anything that really made him that interesting, I was like, ah, well, I mean, I guess the story is over. But then again, that's going to come down to a problem we're going to talk about later with Takahashi being Takahashi again. Yeah. Once once he goes full <laughs> white hair groovy mode, he basically stops becoming a character. It's, it, it's a little it's a little disappointing, but that's just kind of a greater symptom of the, the problems of the ending. But up until that point, yeah. Ace is a very interesting character where even like when he is objectively being awful or he's doing bad things like he I mean, there's no secret like, yeah, he's killed people. He's killed plenty of people over many, 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 many years and he shows no qualms in it. It's all to his own single, ultimately relatively selfish desire. I mean, in terms of like end goals of main writers, he's probably one of the more selfish writers because his end goal really at the end was, I want to find my mommy. And then also I want to figure <laughs> out what the fuck this death game thing is, but mostly just cause I want to find my mommy. I mean, hey, you know what? We went from daddy issues to mommy issues. True. We haven't first. had mommy issues in Common Rider for quite some time now that I think about it. Uh, I mean, Ghost, technically, but to be fair, they fucking the, mentioned, the writer they didn't, didn't mention his mom until like the last three episodes, if he doesn't count. And also, Ghost had a lot well, of he, daddy They mentioned issues. his mom when he was dying, but anyways. Ghost had a lot more daddy uh, um, issues than, than anything. Yeah. It's Anyways, very, like, it's very interesting. Where despite all of that, despite just like how, like negative of traits he has, he's still a very likable character. And that's honestly half of that is just the natural charisma and talent uh, Kan Hideyoshi has. He's he he pulls off that smarmy dickhead role so perfectly. It just feels natural. I th- I <clears throat> saw somebody say around episode 25 or so that Ace might be possibly the worst person to have become a main writer 
And I, I'm hard-pressed to disagree, even up to the ends of the finale. But that doesn't necessarily mean he is a bad person or a bad character. Well, I would, I mean, I would say, because I do agree with that sentiment, I would say, in terms of morality, he is possibly the most negative we've ever had as a main writer. Mm. Because, like you, because like, like you said, his goal at the end of the day is entirely selfish. And, even, and to some extent, you can even say is hypocritical. Because, you know, how, how dare he get mad about his mommy doing that? But then he goes right right behind everyone and just does it himself anyways. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, Or even then, could, I all, mean, we can, yeah. we can use this as a segue to uh, ostensibly the secondary writer of the show, where there's kind of that debate of, like, sacrificing lives is wrong when it personally affects me, Ace. But, uh, you know, all of the people I've murdered in my own selfish goals, ah, who fucking cares? Well, well, that's the thing, right? Like, he got mad because his mommy got turned into stone. But then when Kay was like, well, fuck you, Ace. Your mom did this, and all of this is your fucking fault. Ace is like, no. Nah. So in, in reality, when you think about it, neither – I mean, Kay more so is less so than Ace. But neither of them at the, towards the end are really good – I mean, to be fair, you can argue maybe besides, like, Nago – Nobody here's a really nobody here really is a good person. No, not really. No, I think that's that's very interesting, and I think that's um, that's what's made Geats relatively divisive, especially like as we went into the end games. That there's hardly a good person left by the end of the show, even like <coughs> even Kawa, who is by all accounts like the closest thing we have to a true proper writer protagonist in terms of motivations and goals and just personality, even by the end of the show, he is, he's not a great person. He's done a, a lot of bad things and yeah. has made a lot of bad decisions. Even before I mean, his little, yeah. like his, his punished Kawa arc, but we, we, we need to talk about him before we get to punished Kawa. Again. So to, to just finish up on my end with Ace again, it's really interesting, and I think Takahashi, in, in this sense, he really hit it out of the park where he did not shy away from the fact that, yeah, everyone here is a selfish prick. I'm not, I'm not saying they're not. They are. Everyone here is extremely selfish, no matter how, I guess, philanthropic their goals might seem. Well, I mean... All, and it's interesting. I think also it just helps that, aside from that, like, since this is, like, full Takahashi behind the wheel... But we also don't have Omori also, like, at any point near the production, which is really nice. Oh, no. No, that, that's the cool thing, too, because now because of that, we get to see Takahashi. Again, like I said, he gets to show fully, like, okay, yeah, they're, they're technically heroes because they're saving people. But I don't think any of them would hesitate stabbing somebody oh, in the fucking eye at this point. Like, towards the end, everybody has stabbed each other in the back at least once. No, it's... It's almost like a, I don't want to say more realistic. It's, it's got, it's very heavily steeped in shades of Ryuki in that regard, where mm -hmm. it's like Ryuki if Shinji wasn't there. And even then Shinji is, like, Keiwa is kind of Shinji to a degree up until yeah. the end there. I think that's probably the closest comparison character wise. It's, it's very much like, what if Ryuki didn't have as strong a moral protagonist, essentially, I think is the best way to summarize Geats. I think that's a good way to say it as well, because, mm. again, like everybody here at one point or another kind of cracks. 
Maybe not to the extent of some others, but everybody cracks at least some point. Oh, yeah. And I like that. And to go into what you were trying to talk about with Kawa, I mean, fuck. What happened there, buddy? Uh, oh, boy. Oh, boy, howdy. Um, I, I will say, though, and I know I'm jumping the gun here. Well, it's two things about Punish Kawa. One, I expected that to happen way fucking sooner. Not the last fucking few episodes. And two... I kind of don't feel like the resolution. I I feel like the resolution was a little too fast, but I think that's just Takahashi again. Again, I think you're definitely right. Everybody like the problem with punished Kawa is that everybody fucking saw it coming from episode one, because we see oh it's a, a battle to the death survival game, and here we have the guy who wants absolute perfect world peace and harmony and everything, and he wants to be friends with everybody. So obviously something horrible and traumatic is going to happen and he's going to go full psycho mode and take, you know, try to take over the world or some shit. Everybody saw that coming from minute one when we were introduced to him. So I think I think after a point, it just became like a, a ticking timer just waiting for him to finally snap. And it's like every episode's like, oh, it's going to happen. Like, oh, never mind. Oh, it's going to happen. Oh, never mind. Yeah. And then by the ha- time it happens, we've got like. 10 episodes left yeah yeah like honestly it was it was never a question of if it again it's like it's only a question of like why never if at this point mm. and i i think the way they did it it should have happened a little earlier in the series honestly yeah i i say i oh, sorry i was just gonna say i would agree with chad it should have happened earlier because i mean i i'm gonna stick to my guns when i say that resolution came in way too suddenly it, it basically went from, I'm going to rip your fucking balls out, Ace, to, Ace is my friend. It should have happened before Geats 9. I think it should have happened yeah. then. Yeah. Or if anything, Geats 9 should have been the thing that, yeah, yeah. like, brings him out of it, frankly. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, I think actually I was, that's a good way to do it. It was where he, you set it up, and then Geats 9 shows up as, like, a counter. Because you can even still have him get a uh, Bujin sword. And he's like he's totally unstoppable at this point, and that's when Geats Nine comes in and he's he's got a match, and that's where he, uh, Kawa starts yeah. to soften up. Actually, it's funny you mentioned that Jay because I mean what that was something that Kawa himself was saying like, prove to me that you can actually do something about all of this. And well, I mean look at fucking Geats Nine. Like Geats Nine was already a thing after he said that, and I'm like Kawa, he has actual like reality warping powers. What the fuck are you on, bro? Yeah. You know what? I'm just also going to put this out there. Unrelated kind of a thing. That font did not help Bujin Sword. Or should I say no, Button no. Sword? Good old Button, button Sword. sword. <laughs> Been there. Done that. No, but like, again, it's it's kind of a thing of... I understand that they only had like five episodes left, but I, I just feel... It, it kind of is that thing that... I, I think it's more egregious here because of the circumstances, but it's kind mm. of the reason why I didn't really vibe with the idea that Brave went fucking cuckoo bananas in X Aid. Only there there was more of a there was a better reason and more of a resolution to that than here where let's be honest, I mean he goes cuckoo bananas and then Geats is just like, stop it bro and he's like, Oh well I mean there. if you think about it, the circumstances are pretty much the same where both Brave and uh Tycoon get effectively tricked into going cuckoo bananas evil and getting their dark power up because the villains promised them exactly what they wanted. And then it turns out, Oh, haha, we were lying and just tricking you. 
and then they're just kind of stuck hanging around being kind of evil. Even though, like, like, Kay was at least a little more evil than Brave was during <laughs> yeah. that period. Because at least he's, like, doing evil things. Like, Bra- See, that that's what I was kind of hoping was, was going to happen with Kayla, where Kayla was just like, all right, I knew you guys were tricking me, but... I'm still. I still want to just kill people. I just. Mm-hmm. I just want to fuck all you up. Because like, I, I, I mean, they kind of. They kind of set that up with like the the writer gang thing, where it's like, oh, you got your wish to bring so and so back, but uh, now there are all these killers back too, and uh, they're killing all these people. <laughs> it's an ostensible Maybe. monkey's paw. Yeah. It's like, well, all right. Well, I'll just kill them all again, so I don't have to deal with them. And then the, he, like, kills, like, one guy, and that's about it. And Pretty much. Saying, All right. But that's what I'm saying. I, I, I agree with um, with you and Chad when it's, like, I feel like that should have been done earlier. Like, you should have gotten Bujin sorted earlier, and it should have been Geats 9 that stopped him from being Cuckoo Bananas. Mm-hmm. Because once he has that... Because we saw a bit with Buffa, where he's just killing people left and right, even though he doesn't really want to. I would have liked to see a contrast of that where Bujin sort of is, like, Nah, I I know what I'm doing. I don't fucking care. I'm just I'm just that far gone at this point. Yeah, yeah, I think that would have been pretty good too. But I think I think at that like at that point they had kind of already done that arc with Buffa too, so I think it would have been redundant as well. So it's kind of a it's a, it's a lose lose there. <laughs> to be fair, they did a lot of things with Buffa. They did. <laughs> they that that poor some bitch man. But poor I, I think over I think overall, I do. I, I like Kewa overall as a character. I just feel like he should have been done a little bit more justice with his Bujin sword arc because, mm. I mean, dude, I mean, come on. You you tease us with that bullshit for how many episodes just for him to go like, all right, well, I, 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 I had my tantrum. I'm done. Yeah. And, like, the <laughs> I'm, thing I'm is that, like, home. I think everybody also expected, not necessarily as the same time, but everybody kind of expected, oh, Caleb was going to get his win and get his wish for his world, and oh, it's gonna be a fucking monkey's paw, and everybody has to sort out his bullshit. Pretty much. And they do it at the same time as his evil arc, and they don't really like match. Like if if it was more like, granted, I think that whole idea was made earlier on before like the whole reality game thing starts breaking down. So I think it would have been more interesting if it was like he was more in charge and he wasn't getting like fucked around. He was like doing his evil thing. He's like, I want world peace. And it turns into like a totalitarian like dictatorship because he's this ultimate power now and he wants world peace. So how do you get world peace? Well, you're just going to become a dictator. So I think that would have been a more interesting, like heel turn arc as well for him. I legitimately expected that's what was going to happen because of Bujin sword. I was like, Oh, He's literally going to be so powerful. He's just going to he's going to let it go to his head of like, mm. okay, I I know how to protect you guys. And it would have been it also would have been a good uh sorry to cut you off there. It would have been a good contrast with uh Buffa's arc too where he his was just like anarchy, everybody die, let the uh, let the monsters roam free, kind of stuff well, like I that. Heard. It would have been a nice uh contrast as well too. Like overall, I think with Kayla though as well, um I'm also kind of personally happy they didn't go, like, the full-on Tendo and Kagami route. Ugh. Yeah. They could have so easily have done that. And I'm kind of happy. To be fair, like, while they are friends, I always kind of felt like Kayla was like, man, if I just had a gun and shoot, just to shoot you, I would have. probably would have. <laughs> I mean, to... Like, yeah, I think... K- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's very interesting as well, where 
Kawa is very much friends with Ace, but he's also like immediately sick of his bullshit from day one. And as more and more things go on, he's like, we're friends in the sense that we will like share a same the same space and a goal, but we're 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 not friends anymore. That, like 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 that kind of thing of like we're friends, but we're not friends. He was really mad at Su- at Surumi for like shooting him first. It's true. <laughs> Which is the funniest thing, by the way. He just gets shot in the head, but we'll get to that. Um, uh, again, I again just overall, K was cool. I agree with Chad. Glad they didn't do the Kagami bullshit because that would have been really dumb, honestly. But uh, also, I will say for- I will say one last thing is that they really did start to do him dirty after uh, Mark. I think it was Mark Two was the De- Desire Star arc. I think it was like right. Around then is when they really started to do him dirty. It was like he he kind of becomes a joke for a little while, and then that game ends and he kind of like dies, but not really. And then comes back and he, that's where we get like the slow like, oh, is this episode going to be punished? K what? No, we get that for like ten episodes. Like it, it really was kind of a slow decline for him as a character, unfortunately, which is a shame because for the most part he was an interesting character and had a lot of good interactions. It's just like. His own personal arc gets really stymied after a point. Do, do you think that's because Takahashi, for once in his life, realized I'm going too fast with this, but then didn't no, know how to actually no, stop it? No, dude. At least, at least with Keiwa, just specifically with Keiwa, everything else he was going Mach 5. I'm going to be honest. I probably but specifically not, with no. Specifically with Keiwa, I feel like he realized, oh, if I do punish Keiwa too fast, I'm kind of fucked because that's my, like, my thing i think the problem was with the uh the arc he does it the desire star arc is just like there were too many characters he had too many characters and he really just kind of had no use for kawa and he's just like well i'm stuck with you so uh you're you're the joke character now oh you mean you mean the amogus arc yeah the amogus you know what i'm surprised they actually did an amogus arc after like after even watching saber i know They, they, there, there was, there was some meetings had after that one. Clearly. Um, but yeah. Uh, so now we talk about the cowman. Talk about Buffa. Wacky woohoo cowman. Yeah, we can I talk like about it. Buffa. Like, D's nuts. I like Michinaga. I think he goes from being like the antagonistic rider who just wants every other rider to die. He goes from that to being somebody who actually will stick his neck out just to help people. He, he's definitely a very interesting character and serves as well as another very interesting kind of dichotomy both to Kawa and Ace, where he's very blunt about what his goal is. He fucking hates the Desire Grand Prix. He hates all the writers. Uh, his friend got murdered by a bunch of asshole writers, which never really gets resolved as a plot point. Uh, but he just like, I fucking want to kill all the writers forever and ever and ever. And that's his end goal is I want to win to fucking murderize the rest of you people forever. It's very straightforward as a character. It's very weirdly blunt of I am the antagonist early on. And he goes a lot of really weird places, too, as a character, especially once they start introducing like the supporters and then. They do the Jamato Grand Prix, and he he gets his weird heel turn until he's just like, ah, f- being evil's gay. Fuck this. I'm done. <laughs> he pretty much goes like that. He's like, ah, fuck this. He just kind of like he just kind of quits. He's just like, ah, man, like 
these guys are fucking losers. Like, who cares? I like, yeah, cool. I got to kill all the people I want now. And it's like, oh, oh, it's actually kind of boring, huh? I was like, ah, it's whatever. And, but but I do oh, agree. Oh yeah, with I, you I guess if these guys win more, like I'm gonna die. So I guess I guess I kind of like eh, it's what it, me. Man, this was this was dumb. Why did I do this? But I do agree with what you said that uh, Takahashi kind of used him as the pinball. Just to throw him everywhere, see where he would land. Yeah. And in a weird way, it really works because you get to see him in pretty much every role you can imagine. Antagonist, villain, anti-hero. It's like, it's so weird to see a character go through so many stages within just one show. And he kind of works with all of them, really. Yeah. Yeah, definitely uh, interesting how versatile his character was, despite relatively speaking not changing too much as a character i will say though the jamato grand prix was probably his lowest point in the sense of like he just kind of felt like he was middling at a certain time i'm like oh he doesn't want to be here so it's fine yeah but that whole arc kind of started to Went go on forever places. well a little bit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it went on fucking forever it did. And just never wanted to end thanks bebora you fucking bitch god how the fuck did she stay around for as long as she did because how did she come back I have no fucking, fucking science like, i don't fuck, know dude like fuck you dude like whatever kekara is cool he's a frog he's but cool. fuck bebora dude like she's such a what is this what is this who cares well, we'll talk about, about him We'll talk about the supporters. I feel like Hugh is such a non-character, but we'll get to him later. <laughs> He's, he is such a non-character. I love but no, uh, I did. Shut that up, was up. what I would liked. Is that um, I keep I keep trying to force myself not to just call him Michi because they start calling him Michi at a point, which is unfortunately a very fair comparison because he kind of speed runs Michi's story arc after a while. Where he does like well, be, well without without all like the molestation. Well, without the molestation and being an incel and all of that, he's he kind of <laughs> does like Michi's whole Michi's whole arc of I am feeling unwanted because there's somebody better than me. I have an opportunity to worm my way up into position of power, and I keep doing that, and I keep fucking over everybody else, and. Uh, Oh, I ended up in a wrong spot, and everybody's going to lose now, and I gotta kind of, kind of pull myself back a bit, and a little bit of redemption. He 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 does Michi's entire series long arc over the span of like fifteen episodes, I would say. It, it, to be fair, he has a better resolution than Michi. Well, I at he least does believe, because he, I at least believe that Michi Naga is not a fucking schizo. No, no, he's definitely like. For starters, even beginning at the beginning, he's definitely a better person than me. Than fuck. Right. Again, this is the problem. Is that now they're both named Michi. Uh, I guess we'll just say Buffa and Michi. I or don't know. Buffa yeah. and Ryugen. I don't know. Whatever. One you Buffa Ryugen, yeah. B Buffa is a better character because, for starters, he starts off in a better position than Michi did because Michi was always a fucking creep, even from day one. That kid was earmarked for evil, like, <laughs> like long before he even turned evil. Ne Buffa was Nita just really mad. Posting here into the image feed that clip of him saying, I'll betray anyone and everyone. Uh, you know, it, it, the, the classic Michi quote. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Buffa was just, he was just angry. Buffa was just really mad. He was Michi, just pissed off. 
He's Michi just a belongs bull. on a Michi yeah. belongs on a registry. Yeah, actually. Oh no, I, Ryugin belongs on a on a registry because we I can't call him Michi. Fuck! I hate I hate you, Takahashi. I hate you so much. <laughs> he did it on purpose shit. too. I know it. Or no, 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 no. You can put, you can say it this way. There's Reiwa Michi and then Heisei Michi. Oh, you're oh, right. That's you're a good so way. Wrong. That's good. Okay, okay. And then we're yeah, going to so, do a third show in the Reiwa era that has a fucking Michi as well. No, it's gonna, we're going to have one for the 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 Soba era with Michi. Soba. <laughs> unless they're going to do like a... Emperor Soba, yeah. Or no, unless they do like a Gaim 10-year special in Reiwa. In that case, it's like, oh. Oh, fuck. Ah, oh, Jesus. Now you know it's no, but yeah, you to, know coming. Ryugin to, to Kiwami. Go, oh. But to go back to Buffa, uh, again, I, I feel like, I don't know, something about his character just fits with this kind of show because you see a guy go from, an ex- uh, uh, to, to go back to what I was saying earlier, an extremely selfish piece of shit to, oh, maybe if I'm not doing that, people might actually like me. Yeah. Maybe and, if I'm not an asshole, it'll be fine. And it was interesting, too, where I think a lot of it is also another element of be careful what you wish for. Because he gets what he wants was, oh, excuse me, that was gross. He helps the, the Jamado essentially win and get his wish of, I want to be indestructible and kill all writers forever and ever. and Which lasted he, about ten episodes. Yeah, we, which lasted for a little while, and then he realized, like, this really wasn't worth it in the long run. Because now it's like, I again, I think it was a situation of like, the ends didn't necessarily justify the means because the ends just created more problems for him. And the reality of like, because he does, he has this whole thing where he's starting to become a Jamato. And I don't remember if they ever actually resolved that. I think they just kind of like forgot that he's a monster man. No, no, the they, I think they, it's because uh, of the they, world got, semi- the world got reset yeah. at some point. Ah, that's right. That's yeah. Right. They, they semi explained it by, cause he looks at his hand when the world gets reset and it's gone now. And it's like, Oh, okay. That's why I must he's, have, he's, he's I have forgot about that. He's not a tomato anymore. Mm. Uh, but again, yeah. it's, yeah, yeah, I was, I, I think I was it was gonna... like, cause a part of it is that he was one and that's what kind of why he's helping him. And he realized like, I'm really not actually anything like this. And these, they, like these things are, basically faceless monsters like the people who are helping me are only doing it because they are insane and want to blow up time or whatever the fuck Baroba's goal I don't even know what the fuck her goal was Baroba was just no Baroba was basically like I I want to screw with people because I like screwing with people I I am just that bored yeah I was gonna say because Jay you bring up an interesting point and we mentioned this a little bit earlier too with uh Kewa and that's when you think about it. There's no wish really in this show besides maybe the last one that doesn't have lasting consequences, like negative consequences. Mm. And it's interesting when you think about it that way because like every wish that everyone's made in this show again, sans the last one, has a very negative side effect, like extremely so. And I think that's really interesting that the show does not shy away from the fact that like, well, yeah, if you're being so like vague and closed-minded with some of your wishes eventually they're gonna come bite you in the ass like chad said it's a monkey's paw everyone had a monkey's paw it was yeah and i did think that was very interesting as well and uh for the most part it's done fairly well with the way takahashi resolves all that but uh i think that's the weird yeah the weird thing is like uh again i was was saying 
like Michi. Fuck, God damn it. Buffa. <laughs> now I'm do- we're going back. We're going back on that tangent. Buffa kind of pulls himself back from that like depressed edgelord state because he gets what he wants. And he's like, this isn't really what I wanted. And he kind of redeems himself almost without really like the show needing to put a spotlight on that. He redeemed himself, which I found was really interesting. Oh, a hundred percent. Cause like his redemption is so subtle that you probably won't even notice it until it happens. And I like that. Also, I have to commend Takahashi because I know it took every bone. It took every ounce of willpower not to make Buffa the joke character. Oh my god! You could tell he wanted to make him the meme character at one point. And I'm like, don't do it. The, the fact don't that do we it. don't get an obligatory Takahashi meme character is astounding. They didn't even turn Brain Junior into the meme character. Well, like the fucking yeah, the fucking closest we get is Daichi, who is a symptom of another Takahashi problem. But well, well he we, he's he's the meme character because he's fucking pathetic. He's the he's the obligatory Takahashi villain who gets redeemed, except they're never actually redeemed, but they're just kind of there now. He's he's this season's version of a uh, Dan and Thouser, where like they just kind of stop being antagonists. They're not they don't stop being evil. They're still dude, evil. What do you think, dude, what do you think about it? Daichi just became Olimar? He kind of did. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Pikmin reference. No, no, like friggin', especially in like the finale episode vlogs as well. They actually do drop this like, oh yeah, the Jama or like the pick Jamato pick, and it's like, oh, wait, it's just Jamato. Like they literally dropped like they they, they oh for real they, they knew what they were doing, like very literally <laughs> they made a Pikmin joke in the blog. Man, Pikmin five is looking lit. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so I guess from Bufa. From Buffa, from Michi. I don't remember his actual name. I don't care. It's Michinaga. Don't, Azuma don't care. Michinaga. Beef Man. Uh, Kitaku Man. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, do, wait, no, that's just Ace. Ace is kind of Kitaku Man. He, kind of. Only, well, actually, no. Kitaku Man's, I think, it just much. He, I think he is just a worse person than Ace, to be honest. Well, with you. yeah, okay, that's fair. Kitaku Man <laughs> Kitaku- has absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely no redeeming qualities whatsoever. He has killed and will kill again. With a smile well, no, on Well, no, so face. has an ace, so... Well, well, it's okay. Ace only killed people that didn't matter. <laughs> Kirikyu Man was the one who took out Abe. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the wow. worst part is that Kirikyu Man is technically real, and he could t- potentially hear that. that is oh, true. no! Anyways, to go on. Um, I guess the next one we gotta talk about is Nago Neon Catwoman. Uh, fucking, I, God, why the fuck was she in the entire season? I, I, I hate to say it, Jay, but I knew you were gonna hate her. I knew it. It's not even like, I didn't even necessarily hate her up until like the end game arc. Because like, her character is so, so fucking like. What I want—I don't even want to say one-dimensional. Like her arc has no reason to be as long as it is. Her, oh no! Not her at all. arc was should have been fucking resolved by the end of the first game, and she should have been replaced with somebody else. I'm just gonna be blunt. Like there is no fucking reason Neon needed to stay around for the entire season. A hundred percent, dude. I thought she was gonna be replaced with the uh, what was what was she? Oh, was she like a the, the 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 goth chick. 
Was that her? Oh, wait, the, Lopo? Wait, the goth chick? The, the chick that oh, came with from the, the old uh, man. from the second arc, the, uh, what was it? Yeah, what yeah. fucking animal was she? Um, well, she was like a... The cat, one with like the, uh, a... the old dude who died immediately. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Whatever, the fuck, whatever the fuck animal she was. Like, I thought she was going to be replaced with her, because I was like, oh, okay, a completely new character. And it's like, oh, nope, she's gone. What? She's good. She, I don't even think she got a spot in the fucking opening when I think about it. No, I think she did. I don't remember. Did she? She might have. I, I don't remember. But yeah, like, she just fucking died. But I thought that's who was going to replace Neon because, like, oh, that's it. Her, her arc should be done, I guess. But no, she stayed around the she, entire show for like, no reason. She wanted God. the love of her parents. She wanted Time Fire's love and... You know what? Okay, you know what? Curious question. I, I was talking to both uh, AJ and Phil about this, but do you know who her mom is? Uh, Kitty Kitty. I... <laughs> Jay, do you, do I you know, know her from one thing. She looks I'm stupidly familiar. I'm pretty sure it's not the thing you're going to say, but go ahead and say it, and then I'll say what I'm thinking. I, I, I know her face from somewhere, but I, I'm going to be honest, I can't remember at the moment. Okay. Or how about or, or how about Phil? Do you remember seeing her from anywhere? No, not necessarily. Why? Phil can't even remember the same writer show to show, bro. Okay. So, anyways, <laughs> if my memory serves me correctly, uh, Naom's mom, you actually saw her in Agito. Oh, is it? Yep, I believe her act. She was the same person who played Ozawa. No way. No. I mean, no, I don't no, think so. No, I don't so. think so. Because the nose doesn't match. Because I know that her actress has been in writer before. She was. This is a fuck. This is like this is me being weird and knowing these deep cuts. She was the fucking tennis chick from Kiva. I remember that. Yeah. That's that's what she was in. Like that's what I was going to say. Hmm. That's no, that's not Ozawa. Really? No, she she's too tall to be Ozawa. Like at, she, although, like, for fuck. Let me actually look yeah, this up because I swear, like, I swear we were both like missing something yeah. she was in. So give me a second to fucking. Look at she's uh, she's Time Blyer. Because like uh, one of my buddies, <laughs> like, he kept on going on to me. He's just like, oh yeah, no, that's like that's actually Ozawa from like Agito. Do you remember her? Yeah, she's like uh, Neon's mom. No, dude, she's Hurricane Pink. <laughs> there is no Hurricane Pink. <laughs> yes, there is. She's in uh, Twenty Years After. What the? F oh, I have a. Oh wait, Yudomi Kurama uh, Ryoko Yui. So let me see. That was. Yeah, Mami Kurasawa in Kamen Rider Kiva and Yoshie Goto in Kamen Rider Double. Uh, ba, ba, ba. Oh, okay. Hmm. Okay, so it looks like I, I I was wrong here. So see, I I oh didn't think it no, she was the uh, the commander in Gavon versus Decker Ranger. Oh, oh okay, okay. That's okay, where okay. that's I think where we're both yeah. Okay. No. See, no, I no. I remember cause see I I thought it was Ozawa at first, but I knew it wasn't her because again, like as a shoot, like not even making a joke, she's way too tall. Or like Ozawa is a tiny well, woman. Well, then again, also I mean, they do they do look very similar. That is yes. true, but also oh, yeah. keep in mind oh, yeah. though. It also has been like how many years since Agito? Like 20, 21 21 years, years I think. At, at, at least at least a couple. At least two. Yeah. At least two. At least two. Yeah, just just a few. Uh, but yeah. 20, 23 but, now, I think. Yeah. But uh yeah, Neon, uh why? Look, okay, I don't I'm going to say this right now. I don't necessarily hate Neon, but 
I don't think she needed to be around. She didn't have to be here that long. I mean, she got a fucking final form. Like, for what? What did she need a final form for? I liked her arc at the first hand where it's like, her whole thing is that she's a fucking e-celeb, basically. That's her thing. She's She's a fucking YouTube streamer. Who hangs around with friend, you know, enemy of the show, Tom Constantine. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to say it like that, but I saw the opportunity for a joke. I apologize. I I appreciate it. (laughs) Uh, Which also, yeah, nice spotlight. Uh, Tom Constantine gets a relatively long, not really major, but a, a relatively consistent role. Him and I forget the other guy's name, but I know he's also like a relatively big name fan. And I liked them. I liked those characters. I wish they kind of got to do more. Uh, her whole thing is like she's a rich kid who's a YouTuber who doesn't really want to be a rich kid because her, her parents are overly controlling. But her whole, whole thing is that like she just wants like a boyfriend. Like that's her whole thing is that like she just wants her, her one true love and all right. In rea- in reality, it's just like I just want my parents to like me and like, like I kind of like the whole thing with the the mom where it's like, oh, you just th- you just think the mom is your obligatory like, rich, abusive bitch character, and then you start to learn more. It's like, oh, it's because Neon was kidnapped and you know her parents are overprotective because they don't want her hurt again and. Obviously, with the whole thing with the the DGP going on, they'd go insane if they think all that like. Like, the like the problem too is that like the stuff with the mom never really gets resolved. It kind of just gets put to the side to deal with Neon's daddy issues with her dad and like the her dad being really duplicitous and like he's working behind the scenes with the DGP and he's you know he's funding them and he's got all this shady shit going on. And he's kind of manipulating the game. To be fair, the dad is infinitely better because her dad is fucking time fire, as we've already said. And he doesn't die. No, no, he doesn't. For the first time, Time Fire does not die. I was, I was expecting him to die after. Oh, oh, dude, hundred percent. Like, like he gets a, he gets a writer form, like a late game writer form, which is like fucking one of the biggest red flags any Toku character can get. Well, well, think about it. They are the dad of a hero. I was gonna say late game writer form. He's a dad. He's Time Fire. And it looks like it's supposed to be made for Neon instead. That, and he's trying to protect Neon at the same time. I was like, bro, he's dead. Dude, yeah, dead. he had so many he had so many red flags. Like, again, dad of a hero, veteran actor returning, using a power up that we already know is being given to another character. Entire reason for becoming a, a writer is to protect another character. And the fact that he's time fire. So he's got like five or six fucking red flags going on all at once. And somehow he just survives, which is crazy. I mean, cons- honestly, considering everything, the last time we saw him, he's got, he got better odds this time. Happy for him. He does. He did. Yeah. But, uh, like the, the problem is that, like all the stuff with her family kind of gets like, like the stuff where like, Oh, I want a boyfriend, which kind of gets never really needed to be resolved. And, like the stuff with her family, does it, it kind of gets resolved? Like honestly, her like, her dad becomes more relevant to the plot than she does at a point, and for the most, the, probably the only reason why she stuck around is because Takahashi made her dad such a vital part of the the show. It'd be weird if she wasn't around too. It's weird to say, but like, well, for one, that obviously. 
but also another thing that I just didn't like. Honestly, as much as I love Time Fire, the whole bullshit with him loving his daughter at the end after all after all this, I'm like, Takahashi, he he, you didn't need to redeem him. You could have just shot him in the face. It's fine. Like I mean, Time Fire never, doesn't like... need to, he, Time Fire doesn't need to live. You're right. I mean, I wouldn't even necessarily like rede- redemption. It was very much like, okay, so we might as well drop the shoe. The whole like the twist with Neon is that she's a fucking clone. We, we, we go full clone saga here. Neon's not real. The reality is that she's a clone of the Karama's original daughter uh, that was created by the people running the DGP as part of a, an incentive to have... Uh, I forget his name. Uh, Time Fires... Time Fire <laughs> to, fu- to fund the DGP. Why a bunch of fucking time travelers need modern day funding, I don't know. They never really explain. To that. be fair, there's like I, seventy things about the DGP that makes no fucking sense. There, we'll there's a lot of the rules of the the time travel and the the game show and all that that never really make a whole lot of sense. They're four but, dimensional beings, motherfucker. What's going on here? I one of them's a talking frog statue. Like one of them's a CG lion who turns. No, into no, like the the frog flowers. statue is just. The frog statue was just his persona, to be fair. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> no, but but you are tangent. right. It's, but you are right. Like, like, which... The problem is, like, that also really doesn't add a whole lot. Like, that's interesting. I really thought that was an interesting twist. But, like, the problem is, like, by that point that comes up, like... Neon is so irrelevant as a character... The whole arc with her family hasn't mattered. And, like, it really just just feel like, oh, well, here's our way to resolve this storyline by revealing, like, oh, the reason why her family hates her and thinks, she, like, is obsessed with her is because she's a fucking clone. You know, she she's the Ben Riley of Common Rider now, except not, well, she gets fucked over as much as Ben Riley has recently, but I digress. To be fair, yeah. I mean, to be fair, at least we're, I was going to say Ben Riley, but I was like, Magical wish baby. I mean, can we go Highlander the source here? Can we do that? Can we I don't want to go Highlander the source. I, I think we can reference that. We haven't referenced Highlander in a while, so I'm going with the source here. So. You know, yeah, that's right. We we did miss the opportunity for a quickening joke earlier. So, but yeah, so Highlander the source baby, Neon. <laughs> God, that feels dirty. Even saying it does. It does. <laughs> no, but 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 again, it's it's just weird because she as a character is not bad it's just there's nothing for her after a while like let's be honest her story could have ended after this after the first game after kune after the fucking time her mom accepted that she was a, a maybe pod person after, after her fucking fire. core got broken and then after she her core got around bro- for 13 bah, episodes dude. doing fucking nothing dude the after her core got broken and they kept flashing back to that i was like you're a fucking fuck off that that is like that is the point where neon becomes completely fucking insufferable because well i permit me to have a brief incel moment but i swear to fucking god the reiwa era writers must have just some fucking kind of quota they have to fill with the female writers because every fucking reiwa writer has had these female writers who just fucking stick around for absolutely no goddamn reason, way past the point that their characters have any relevance to the plot. Like, Zero One, also with Takashi, you had 
What the fuck was Valkyrie's real name again? Yeah, I, I forget. Yua, thank you. That's that's what I wanted to say. Like, there was that point where like she joins Zaya and then spends like twenty episodes doing fucking nothing with Thouser, and then she she quits and then continues to kind of really do nothing until the final the, the the end game, and then then you have Revice, which so- Sakura, right? Yeah, was the sister. Yeah. yeah, like she, she was never really all that important to begin with, but she was never really like insufferable with like being around. She was still fine when she was around. Like the problem is that her relevance was really kind of only tangential to Aguilera's relevance with her arc. And once Aguilera's arc was resolved with her joining Weekend and becoming a writer, like Sakura really didn't have any reason to stick around. And I mean, so Aguilera. Aguilera, Aguilera is fucking completely irrelevant once her arc gets resolved, too. And I mean, I don't shit, know why you, the fuck... you, you fucking skipped Sabala, dude. Oh, my fucking God. I forgot she was <laughs> I was like, that, no, you know what? No, exactly. I was like, I was going to be like the only I was about to say the only Rewa show that didn't do it yet was Saber. And that's just because I didn't have any female writers. I fucking forgot Sable even existed. I yeah. legitimately, well, I mean, like, le- this is not kayfabe. This is not a bit. I legitimately forgot she existed. Yeah, if you also want to be, like, super duper technical about it. Uh, caliber number three, four, five. Uh, what's her? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, okay, there, wa- there was her, but. Yeah, she also didn't But do even anything. then, like, she, she, well, like, she didn't mm. become relevant because she was a writer. She was relevant because she was a fucking clone of the pod person. True. So, you know, you know what I mean? Like, like. But but Jay is rightly in the same like none of these characters have had any relevance past the fact of who the, of like the first arc maybe or the arc they're introduced in and then after that it's just they're just kind of there and they kind of get wasted like yeah especially I think the one that I think that what really chaps my ass is when like they get a final form like with Revice like what what Sakura and Revice or Neon in this in uh, this show where it's like okay they have a final form but. What does it really mean if they're just jobbing out hardcore, anyways? Because like at least what, what, at least yeah. with John and uh, uh Ben and John in Revite, or, or yeah, Ray. at least that was like a kit bash. So it's like whatever. But like, Fantasy was like a full form with a buckle, and they even had another helmet to go along with it for Time Fire and everything else. Like, that's the, like again, that's the problem is that like, it wouldn't be so bad if ne- what Neon was doing was at all relevant to anything going on. It's like, I don't fucking care about Neon looking for a goddamn apartment. Like, why the fuck are we spending time watching her house hunting or going out shopping with Kawa's sister or going to fucking prison to talk to Timefire or doing any of this shit? None <laughs> of this matters. And we're wasting... All of this goddamn time. Because Takahashi wanted to take a vacation. Must be. I have no idea. It's insufferable. Oh, it is. It's even, again, it's even worse because she gets an entire final form just to job out. Like, it doesn't even, like, take an episode for her to lose her final form invincibility. And it's weird. I'm just like, what was the point? Well, like they literally could have kept her out of the uh, out of the end game, and nothing would have changed. 
Mm. Honestly, I think, like, the reason why at this point is, like, or especially with, like, the focus on female writers, I think it's, I don't know, I can call it a hunter or something like that, but basically it's more or less, I'm assuming by Bandai and also um, Toei to probably do more inclusivity considering everything. I, mm. I think also mainly because, keep in mind, I don't care about Precure, nor do I really watch it, but I think the latest one... I think they have a male pre-cure question mark? They do. They do. So, like, in that regard, it's like... I feel like, if anything, there's probably more of an agenda here, if anything. Just to kind of experiment around with, like, oh, yeah, that's uh, female writers, or more of them. And then, likewise, with, like, I guess, pre-cure in this case. There's there's apparently a male one, I guess, so... Mm. So, like... (laughs) <laughs> well, we we saw that at JWH. Yeah, yeah, I also remember seeing that cosplayer as well. I to be for the life of me, I just honestly couldn't tell either, frankly. Like just That's in fair. terms of the anime, That's because fair. well, frankly, why do I care? It's pre. Uh, my my only experience watching Precure beyond like two episodes of the very original, which is like the only good one from what I hear, is seeing like the last two minutes of it, waiting for Common Rider's start. That's hmm. about it. Okay. So, like, uh, again, like, I wouldn't even necessarily, like, my my rant aside, like, I wouldn't necessarily care. I'd be all for it if any of them at all mattered. And I guess that's really up to the writers of the show to to make, like, you know, we, we can blame Takahashi. We can blame whoever the fuck was writing, re- uh, I must have revised, Saber, uh... Was it Kinoshita? Yeah, yeah like, Kinoshita was Kinoshita uh, for, for Revice. Yeah, and then I was gonna say I, w- I was gonna do it in order, but I fucking forgot. Yeah, Saber Hasegawa. Again. I mean, more or less Hasegawa for Saber. Uh, ha- Hasegawa, Mori, uh, whoever the hell else they had, I don't even yeah. know. Like, I guess we can necessarily blame them, but like, fuck, like none of them like matter at all, and it's just it's particularly insufferable in Geats, where it's just like. Again, especially, like, once we hit the end game, we're, like, we're at the point where we should be, you know, no fluff, no fluff. We should, you know, plot, 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 plot. Especially because this is a Takahashi show, when we're already like that anyways. We just get, like, minute-long scenes of Neon just kind of fucking, like, putzing around and, like, thinking about how much her life sucks. And that's it, and none of it gets resolved, and none of it leads to anything. And it's like it's really insufferable in Geats. It's really bad. You know what? I think like in terms of like the way the power ups should have gone in this case, probably should have been like, oh, let's say Buffa have him win the first time and then have him get his invincible super duper power, in which he just basically uses an action replay or some shit like that. Uh, probably then have Naon finally resolving her family issues because, you no, know, to to at least give her wish credit, it's like. Oh, yeah, she wants to experience just, like, true love. And that's just like, oh. Because, I mean, like, theoretically, you could assume it's like, oh, it's probably a boyfriend or something like that. But I was like, oh, yeah, no, her parents just don't love her. So it's like, Mm. huh. That's actually kind of interesting with the wording right there. I'll give it to them. Not bad. Like, not bad. But but that's that's what I'm... But to be fair, like, to go back to Jay's point, that could have been... That could have been, like, resolved within, like... The, even the second yeah. game, if you want to be honest with with yourself. Yeah, like, honestly, that's why it's, like, I feel like it should have been, like, at least early in the game. 
give her her power up and just like if at the very least if you want to bring her back bring her back just because or like just i wouldn't say mainly because the plot needs it because honestly at the end of the day while she was a fine character i didn't really mind her as much because she was more or less kind of harmless i will agree as well just like her points in being there was kind of honestly a little ham-fisted a little forced so I think that's fair. I think that's a completely fair point. Yeah, like, if if it had been, like, her arc was resolved, and then even if she's still around, like, she's not as much of a sp uh, spotlight. Like, if, if her arc was resolved and she got her power up and everything, and then she's just kind of there, it wouldn't be as bad. But, like, I think that the way we do it and the way everything is doled out with the arcs and the different mm -hmm. games, it just, it becomes... <clears throat> much much worse to deal with for it, me, it becomes it becomes like i know what you're doing just get it over with but they don't and it's yeah, annoying yeah. because it's like there's so many there's a hundred things in this show that are more interesting than she is and mm -hmm. because of that it's like eh. but now we move on to uh 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 gimli ben and They're, john <laughs> gimli <laughs> oh giori gimli we there were the, Geats has a lot of characters and yet not that many characters. Hallelujah, win. Let's real. Oh yeah, Punk uh, Jack. Our, our guy, Punk Jack. Yeah, our guy. He was a nice guy. My guy at least. You 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 can you can keep him. He was he was the cool he was the laser of this uh, of this season. He I yeah. wouldn't put him up there with laser though. I mean, they're basically the same character. They're basically yes, the same. but not even close though. You know, what? fine. Punk I, Jack I, doesn't have a cool what? red leather jacket. No, no, okay, I say it like this. He's got the gloves, though. That is true. I, I say it like this. Because, to me, I understand where people are coming from with Laser. But Laser not only was a better character, he was also around longer and played a much bigger integral role in the show other than, I am staff, I die, but hey, I, I, I'm Hallelujah win. But, no, honestly, I'm going to say this. Why did they even have them back for, like, the final arc if he wasn't even going to transform at all? Yeah, they just yeah, have him. But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, he, he, I could definitely see where people were coming from where, like, he could have been laser. But I don't know, man. I mean, he was he was like laser because he was the obligatory Takahashi, I need to resolve the plot character. Where he just shows up. He's like, yeah, I know all this shit. Uh, I'm going to tell everybody everything we've needed to know for the last 15 episodes. And I still don't uh, tell everybody. Yeah. That, I really liked Punk Jack. I really enjoyed his arc. I really enjoyed the way, like, because they introduce him as, like, they introduce him as a literal NPC. They They introduce him as, like, oh, he's just, like, a blank slate that they have to fill in when they don't have enough writers. You know, he's just a guy. He doesn't have any personality. And then it turns out, oh, he's like this psycho punk rocker dude, and he really, 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 really hates Ace because Ace is a gigantic douche. I really liked their rivalry. It was a really fun rivalry, and again, I think the problem is just like he does just kind of disappear from. It's not even like uh, honestly, yeah, like no, Laser does have a better send off because at least Laser's send off like was a send-off. Laser fucking died. We saw him disintegrate like it mattered. And Punk Jack just kind of stops showing up off-screen 
until he comes back. It's re- it was really weird. You know what? It his... was really weird the way they did that. You no, know I'm gonna be honest. The his send off was actually kind of mind blowing. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Smart ass. No, but but again, it's it's strange to see a character come in with so much fanfare, and he again, like you said, he is the obligatory Takahashi explains the plot character, but then he just doesn't, and that's it. And I'm like, eh, I guess. But that's everything I really have to say about Punk Jack. I mean, he had potential to be really cool, but he never really got there. He he could have had the strap, brother, but he didn't get it. I mean, I really enjoyed it when he was around. He was very charismatic. Uh, he had a lot of fun energy to him with the whole punk rocker thing. His backstory was, uh, I mean, it's basic. It's, it's whatever. It was kind of generic. Well, you know what? I mean, you know it's, what's a toe, it's a TTFC like special what are we expecting from that well i was yeah. gonna say the most interesting part about him that i thought they were going to expand upon is staff being forced to become writers i thought that was going to become a bigger thing because i'm like oh okay that makes sense they're getting staff members to help the writers now whether or not they're actually going to help them don't know you know what i mean but i i wanted to see how that played out but no he was the only one that they did that to like I don't know. That was just weird to me. I'm like, uh, why did you even introduce that? You could have just said he was just some random asshole, and it would have worked. So I and, don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think again that kind of ties into the the way a lot of the rules and the mechanics of the game don't really ever kind of have get concrete explanations. <laughs> they don't work. No, no, <laughs> at all. Not, not particularly at some points. But uh, uh, after Punk Jack, we have uh, Jack Jack. I don't know. Uh, who do we even talk about? Uh, uh, we could talk about like after... uh, glare. Which one? <laughs> yes, there's three of them. Uh, technically, there were only two. Only two of them. No, Bebora got became glare. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. She that. did. Well, I mean, technically, glare two, two hyper glare. No, there are only two different versions of glare, but three different users. Put it that way. This yeah, is true. That's true. We got Gimli, who I thought. Forgot, maybe he died. I don't remember. His character was so superfluous, I didn't even care. He he quite literally gets ridden out of the show, as in the producers show up and kick him out of the production in universe. Which we'll get into that once we start touching on more on like the actual reality oh, of sake. the DGP. <laughs> fuck's uh, sake. Yeah. What do you uh, mean whatever, we'll get to that. Actually, the thing is, like, Girori's kind of not really too much of a character. He's, they set him as, like, a, oh, he's the mysterious game master running the DGP and, you know, coordinating the writers against the Jamato threat. And then, like, then we start to learn the reality of the DGP. And it's like, oh, he's he's just some schmuck they've got in front of the camera. He doesn't, he, he cares necessarily because he likes humanity and wants to, you know, he wants to protect everybody. But, like, it's just his job and... Then he kind of like becomes really focused on getting Ace killed, and to the point where he's just like, ah, "Fuck the game! I just want this asshole dead." And that's when they literally write him out because he starts sabotaging the games. Then you got a uh, what's he's what's not the, he, he's not really a character. I thought he was fun for a little while as an antagonist, but he's he's hardly a character. Although I will say we now have another uh, tick for the. Wiseman counter of if you didn't know this guy was going to be that game master, you're an idiot. Yeah, that was, that was, 
that was so well I, I could put two up there him and the fact that the ggp was a fucking tv show i'm like bro come on that was like telegraphed from day one i think yeah it was particularly unsurprising when it turned out the reality of the mysterious desire grand prix was that it's an interdimensional reality show for a bunch of bored rich assholes from the future maybe except they're from another dimension also or they, again that was never really entirely clear what what the fuck was going on with like like how are people watching this like who is the audience like, like where are they the coming from the, yeah like are like, they okay, all time travelers they, they, they established that there's seasons to the dgp but like like it, it at this point it's clear that the the dgp just seems to be continuous within the specific era like like does, is it just every season is like a couple of months and it just keeps going and going and going and going and like chronologically or like because they kind of imply that like the dgp eventually stops within a specific era and then moves on i mean it's like every maybe... it's like every season's a new, a new episode of total drama island it's like where are we gonna go with this fuck off dodal gamma pylon how i'm surprised i, I expected like i expected <laughs> phil to make that reference not you oh phil's not smart enough to make this reference <laughs> you have to have a pretty high phil iq is, to watch phil is smart enough to reference canadian cartoons okay He'd reference 16. He would, actually. <laughs> now I think about it. To be fair, you could, have also, you could have also referenced Code Lyoko. It wouldn't have worked as well, but you could have. Oh, hey now. Hey now. Don't you fucking start talking about Code Lyoko, motherfucker. I will talk about those first and for, First and foremost, okay, okay, no, 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 no. First and foremost, Code Lyoko is French, not Canadian. Do not fucking get They're them French mixed Canadian. up. I will kill you. No, 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 no. Not French, Canadian. Full French. They're the same, makes pe- they're the same kind of people. No. They're yeah. different. No, they're they're definitely different. French and Canadians Sec- are the same sec- thing. Second of all, <laughs> second of all, don't don't you fucking dare. Don't you fucking dare compare Code Lyoko to that slop Canadian garbage show. I will fucking kill you. Anyways. <laughs> Total drama, Lyoko. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Hey, Anyways. You have a uh, basically... Um, we, we've seen him apparently in the wizard movie. So yeah, we, we saw him there. It was kind of a given. No, honestly, I think a lot of people were expecting him to go down the route of like Don Kudoto, especially with his demeanor, but alas that he got written out actually pretty easily. Didn't come back to the end. Then we yeah. got, uh, Elton John. What was his name? Uh, Chirami. Yes. Chirami. Uh, it was he, right. He did the worm. He's kind. He did. He did do the worm quite which a lot, impr- which actually. is impressive, I, actually. I, f- I I vibed with him. I thought he was really entertaining. I thought he was very very fun. He had a. Very, it was definitely his personality. It was definitely like he was definitely trying to be a complete mugging jackass for the camera. And it, to be fair, I think like the way he was self aware about it definitely worked. No, I think it's... I, I did like that. I, I think it's mainly because, like, at that point, it was more or less revealed that the DGP was a reality TV show. And just because of that, it's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm going to, like, lean hard into, like, just mugging for the camera. Mm. And just kind so of... He tried to, so he tried to be full, uh... Fuck, what's his name from Total Drama Island? David Enough Tang. with Total Drama I Island. I can't! Now I, it's, it's literally stuck in my head now, and I have to think about it. <laughs> 
Anyways, he, he definitely seems like Takahashi almost being self-aware about the meme characters that he does. Where he's very much like the guy... He's very much aware of like, oh, he's on a TV show, so I'm going to be wacky and entertaining for the audience. And like, it's not really his real personality. It definitely does seem like Takahashi is being self-aware that he does like... He always makes a shitty joke character. So this time he makes a literal shitty joke character. And to be fair, he actually works. He works more than Thouser's shitty joke character arc or Dan's shitty joke character arc. Where I think also because he's not really that much in the focus. He's definitely kind of out of focus for a good majority of episodes. Which I really like that. I did really like that. And he doesn't overstay his welcome either he they they use him just enough and i think that's what keeps him from getting insufferable like oh he definitely could have gotten so much worse oh yeah especially oh, yeah. especially yeah. can they take him out fairly quickly if i'm being honest i believe it was the first team up fight with geats and uh, buffa yeah yeah like they, they take him out mm. pretty quickly if we're if we're being honest with ourselves so it's it's interesting if I th- yeah, if we think about it, he he wasn't around for all that long. Um, now I, enjo- uh, we, I enjoyed yeah, yeah. him. Well, now we have to talk uh, about the third player. Uh, well, we can uh, talk about the supporters later. <laughs> you mean Gazer or? No, I was I was fucking with him. And I said, he was talking about Beroba. I know. Gebora. I said. What did I say? Gebora. What? Cape. Capra Gabra G- from Gabra? Legend of Zelda. Gabra, Gabra. The, the kaiju from uh, Ultraman. Gamera. Gamera. Sure, that would have made this show actually a hundred more, a hundred percent more interesting. Actually, you know what? Yeah, if if, if, if one of if, the supporters if, is just Gamera, if Bebra just turned into Gamera, yeah, that would actually pretty. That would be pretty. I big. mean, she was already a giant fucking CG monster. She might for as well. some reason. Anyways, uh, last up. In terms of uh, game masters, was uh, well, okay. No, we actually have a couple more beyond him, but we've got Japanese Matt Smith. Japanese uh, <laughs> Matt Smith. That's a way. I to mean, say am it. I wrong? I mean, am which I wrong? One are, are you talking about the producer? I'm talking about Nerum, Yeah. I mean, I guess. Honestly, kind of. I'm surprised about how much of a non-character he was too. To a degree, yeah. They, it's weird where once he shows up and like actually shows up beyond just like sitting there in his fucking hotel room and watching the show. Once he actually shows up proper, he he really doesn't do a whole lot after his first couple episodes. Like like he shows up and kills Buffa again (laughs) because Buffa lost and he needs to stay out of the game because uh. Something, something, Takahashi being meta. But, like, after that, he just kind of, like, stops doing anything important. He he definitely does just, like, he's like, well, okay, uh, I'm just going to be here now. Uh, to be fair, it does kind of coincide when the game starts going off the rails where the other supporters start stepping in and everything starts to fall apart where... His relevance as a character also coincidentally falls apart, and it's weird. Like, I kind of liked him. He kind of had an interesting thing going on where he is a literal, actual TV producer. That's his role. He's the producer of the show, 
but then like things just kind of happen whether he's there or not and again he's kind of a weird semi non character like i i feel i feel like he was just there so takahashi could be like haha tv jokes because there's there's a lot of that in geese there's a lot of that of like takahashi being meta with tv production like again there's the whole thing about how one of the villains gets written out because the producer doesn't like him. The fact that a TV producer is a literal antagonist of this show, like the way like characters are forced in or introduced because the producers want them or they're trying to make changes to the, the script of the reality of the game and stuff like that. Geese feels <laughs> like Takahashi was really being like passive aggressive as hell to Tawei. With the way the characters are treated and the way, like, again, the fact that the primary antagonistic force is a literal television show and the producers managing it and fucking with the heroes, by which I mean the writers, and trying to manipulate shit. And, like, there are a lot of jokes about, like, characters needing to stay dead in order for the story to matter which again very much feels like Takahashi being like stop making me fucking bring characters back stop making me <laughs> fucking bring actors back stuff like that it really does feel like a lot of the stuff about the DGP and a lot of the like the mechanics were just for Takahashi to like take the piss cuz there's a, oh, 100% a lot of a lot it, of it feels just, very like, passive aggressive it doesn't make any sense at all like the rules like at one point relatively early on they're like we need to abide by the rules like the rules of the science of the era that we're in because we're like we're from the future but we're also maybe from like another dimension where like humans are basically designer pod people and like everybody can be whatever there's no like nothing matters any we're not even like we're not even post scarcity anymore we're post like human consciousness to like to a degree the, the rules of like the way the future works and how things in like how the dgp started like not, none of that really gets elaborated on and to a degree nothing none of it really needs to but then like we start mixing like magic where like ace is jesus essentially where he's like he dies but reincarnates forever and ever and like I guess his wishes stack up and like yeah, how, like his mom has reality warping powers but maybe it's magic well, and the like, like he's he's a literal virgin birth and well, the reincarnation well I mean started... they already explained that Ace is the reason of like a navigator and a player hooking up yeah oh dude it actually is Highlander the source then oh, fuck off fuck I'm not even joking that's actually oh shit yeah, okay the whole it is. Thing about a I hate this and, the whole thing about a navigator and a contestant basically getting together was shown to be a bad thing yeah yeah but like beyond but, like yeah just in general like a lot of the rules of like the future people and all that like to a degree not all of them really need to be resolved but there are points where they'll they'll be going on these tangents about like okay well how does this mechanic work and like yeah it doesn't really matter Sahelanthropists. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. But 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 it, but again, it, to to your point, it does kind of stack up. Where like, I'm not going to sit here and ask how the DGP drivers work, how desire yeah. you know the desire drivers work. I'm not going to sit here and ask about that. But at the same time, I have to ask where does technology and magic like meet here? Because 
obviously the navigators, uh, which I think was a uh, Mitsuma, right? That was or uh, his mom was like Mitsu- a yeah, Mitsuma. Mitsuma. Yeah, yeah Mitsuma. Like, obviously hers is magic, but the writers are science. But like, where does it end? Where did the where, how did the people from the future even figure this out? Like, why would they even do this? Really? Like. I mean, it's, well, it's okay, like they, so they kind of explain ways. that it's like, oh, well, we're bored. We're, we're from the future. Nothing matters. It's that kind of like usual of we are so advanced. We are so above normal people that we use the normal humans as fodder for entertainment. It's, it's very but, but that's standard what I'm there, which I, I thought that was yeah. very interesting. But. but but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just weird to me that, like, we have all of this going on, but like. Some of these questions I feel do need to be answered in some way, shape, or form. Because my brain, I'm just like, all right, so are you just kind of like throwing like techno babble, but for shits and giggles here, Takahashi? Or the DGP is there a point overall to this? is very higher concept than Takahashi had space to really work with. I think he had 48 episodes, Jay. <laughs> yeah, but this is still eight. a children's show, AJ. Yeah, AJ. Yeah, but I want my metaphysics. I do too. Anyways, I want my existential writer. Anyways, like, but we got Jesus writer. Just more to the point, like a lot of like the rules and mechanics of how the game works and like iterations and stuff. Like a lot of these aren't really explained, and at points it feels like it's necessary, and at many points it also feels like it's not necessary. So it's not really like a complaint. But then like again, like, with like fucking time travel exists, maybe except it kind of doesn't. I don't really know. Like a lot, of, a lot of these like incidental mechanics start it, it's that usual like rabbit hole problem here's this incidental thing that's brought up and like it starts to create bigger holes when you start to think about it and like like they establish like we have to operate by the logic of the era that we're in which yeah. is mostly used as a justification for why they can't just fucking erase people from time and muck with reality and use their super future technology to just Whoa. like wipe out any obstacles and stuff like that well, I mean, until they I do. mean shit to their to what they were saying like in their timeline they can't even fucking die yeah let's also think of it this way as well in terms of like the like the rules of the past DUP because basically we've initially gone from Ace explains like oh yeah the ancient Romans whenever they want they were given a gold coin and then one day my mom happened and then the people from the future mm. noticed her. And then all of a sudden we started getting wishes. So, I mean, to be completely honest, it just kind of went from a zero to a hundred real quickly on a 10 scale. <laughs> so, I yeah. mean, it's like, to be completely honest, I feel like at this point, it's not here nor there in terms of the rules. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I mean, to be fair, a lot of, like, specific rules of, like, we have to abide by the era really only exists to like justify them being able to kill off these future people, which is mostly just used as an excuse to have Nerum get fucking shot to death by a Glock, which fucking surprised the hell out of me when that happened. Dude, dude, just gun, just a real fucking how, gun. How, how do you beat Ryder gun? Well, you know what? They gave it a shot. So. Just a fucking gun. Oh, fuck. Chad's on a roll tonight. <laughs> I know, right? We we uh, like look look at look at how we're breaking Jay today. We got Highlander the Source, bad puns, Dodo Gama Island. You know, it's great. It's great. This this, this is what you come here for. It's, you know what else you it's, come it's, here for? It's rare for me to be the one who's getting broken. Well, you know it's funny because you know what else comes they come here for Jay. Uh, 
Radiant? Magic Mind. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh... Go for it, Jay. <laughs> well, Jay has been drinking a fantastic new drink called Magic Mind. What is Magic Mind? It's an energy supplement that you can find in online. You have to buy it online. <laughs> yeah, you, unfor <laughs> you unfortunately can't really find it anywhere else but their website at the moment. But they're changing that from what I remember hearing. Uh, it's but very, it's, what it's is, really good. Yeah. Uh, but what is Magic Mind but a, a specific blend of shrooms, vitamins, minerals, and all that good stuff to keep you uh, keep you in the game longer, make you smarter, make you up, brighter, make you harder. One big green tea package and you know improves mental conditioning it improves focus it improves your energy uh, it improves jay's sponsor reads <laughs> it, it, it it does not improve your ability to uh improvise improv improvise because obviously i am <laughs> fucking suffering here tonight uh, it's small little shot you can down it in a second and Honestly, it's no, it's really good. You know, you you hear the the product we hear. It's like, oh, it's you know one of these organic things. It's got you know it's mushrooms and like tea and like roots and all this other stuff. But no, it's really good. It's not bitter. It's not too sweet either. It's a nice. I mean, it's green. It's fucking matcha. Like if you've had it, it just tastes like matcha, and that's the best part is that you get all the bone the benefits. And you don't get any fucking weird taste other than green tea. That's it. It's, you know, there's no reason not to drink it. it there's no downsides. And honestly, like, I, ha I have been drinking it pretty consistently. And it's beyond me bombing on the fucking mic here. It's definitely been improving <laughs> my, you know, alertness in the morning. It's improving my concentration at work, which is definitely needed in my line of work. Trust me. Uh helped me be able to keep a more consistent schedule with working on videos and doing editing and stuff like that so i mean look, look the people who know me know my fucking work ethic and like it's it work it's definitely helpful it's i personally have noticed an improvement in my just overall well-being trying it and i i can't not recommend it enough well, you heard it here f first. Yeah. Uh, go try Magic Mind. Uh, links in the. We got we got a code here in the uh, description for what was it like forty percent off or something like that. I don't know. Like it that. is a, it's forty percent off your first purchase of Magic uh, Mind. Kekra. Wait, what about? <laughs> what? Or Q. Who? Who? Zen, as the sound like call him, because that's what Toei fucking translated it as. Who? Aces Stalker. Aces Who? Aces I'm just kidding. Yeah, so Zen, Zin, Bean, Alazim. The the supporters were an interesting concept that again raises a lot of questions about the mechanics of the DGP and how everything works, like. If these four have supporters, like, does that mean everybody has one? Possibly. Or, like, or is, like, Japan not important enough to have, like, a fan to give him stuff? I guess, maybe. Well, I, like, who knows? Well, I think it depends on how... I well, mean, yeah, see, that's but the then, thing, like, right? like, you have yeah. Tycoon, who has his supporter, even though he's only been in, like, two games, so... But but that's the thing, right? Like, to, to go to, to jump off Jay's point, like, 
the supporter aspect doesn't really make enough that much sense because is it just literally like a thing of oh someone for the future saw uh, just throwing it out there the saw punk jack and wants to support them is that allowed can you just be like i want to do this or is there a system or what like because because originally i thought time fire was neon supporter but he wasn't it was kune so i'm like do you have to be from the future to support or do you just have to know about the dgp or do you have to put in a certain amount of money for it or what I, it, there's there's questions to be asked about yeah, no, this I, that I don't to, think to, they... Sorry to cut no, you off there, Chad. To be fair, like, to a degree, it doesn't necessarily matter. The supporters, they're, they're just fans from the future who start hanging out with the writers because containment breaks and, you know, well, fuck it, we might as well start making our relationships parasocial. You know, you know how it is. You know how it is with celebrities. So. You know what, here's, yeah. here's my head, Cannon. The DGP is basically a giant Patreon. I mean, out. you're not entirely wrong. Again, it's just weird to me because then you have to get into the idea of, well, what are they actually paying for the writers? Are they actually paying money at all? Or is it like, what? Like, what is, in a way, what is the monetary value of the DGP? Like, again, I know I shouldn't be thinking about this, but when you bring supporters and sponsors and all this stuff into the show itself, it's like, all right, so then what does this mean? Like, what does this really mean? Does it mean that they're actually paying for this? Like, cause you can buy uh, the support, the sponsors can buy items for the writers. So I'm like, yeah. does that mean that there's actually like monetary value being put into the DGP or is it all just like, I mean, it, it, there's, it's already implied that they need money. They need funds. Cause considering that's the entire fucking reason, both punk Jack and time fire are here is that they need fucking money. I don't know why they need money. They're from the fucking future. Punk Jack isn't. I guess, like, like that's also another. Again, like, once we start thinking about the mechanics, it's another. Like, and to a degree, it doesn't really matter. I, the supporters as a concept, though, for the story was very interesting. It was the idea of four very distinct personalities, who, I mean, again, like I said, I said it as a joke, but. It's basically a parasocial relationship with their respective writers. They're, you've got Zinn, who's the biggest ace stan on the planet, who basically joins himself to the hip with Ace the second he gets the chance. Uh, you have Kekera, who is uh, the captain from Amazons, uh, also Mephisto from Nexus, uh, who is obsessed with making Kewa into a proper common writer. That's that's his whole like thing is that like he wants a true and proper common writer to exist. And he has chosen Kewa as his vessel to get that. Uh you've got Kyun, Neon supporter who um existed. I I will say though overall at least in terms of the sponsors of the supporters, uh, Kuhn really didn't need to be there. He, he really didn't add much in the, in the grand scheme of but things. He's cute. But then, yeah, that's kind of neon in general. Like that's kind of just neon's whole thing in general with everybody she touches. They didn't really need to be there. No, not really. But I, I, I guess whatever. I mean, who else do we got to talk about Fair now? I guess the last, 
Oh, we already talked about her. She's a bitch. That's true. She kind of is. Uh, like, uh, another Takahashi hallmark of why the fuck is this villain still here? Because uh, she just won't fucking die. She just never goes away. The Long fact that she after... came back was ridiculous. Oh, my fucking God. Don't mind. She's coming back for the fucking V-Cinema, too. <sighs> God, like fucking. Wait, does the V Cinema take place during the DGP or after the DGP? It's after. It's after the show. Unless there's like time travel, I don't fucking know. Well, I mean, to be it's uh, honest, dur- it's during the, the possible DGP. Anything goes with the V Cinemas, man. Just like that's true. Yeah, that is always time true. travel. Someone's gonna die, or someone's gonna be brought back to life. Something's gonna be retconned, and then die. Yeah, you know, I mean, basically, that's. Basically, just what happens in like the post right or like the postseason V cinemas. So. Yeah, but no. Uh, really, yeah. Who else is there? There's fucking like. There. Oh, there's a uh, there's Sasuke, and then there's also a Suede. <laughs> there is. Uh, there's there's the. I forget his name. The gardener dude who's uh we talk about the uh the villains the jama though uh because they're not really villains they're they're just kind of monsters they're, they're, they're the cybermen they're they're the invest without the um without the crippling the, horror of human mutation well i was gonna say oh, i couldn't fucking remember what were the uh their the leaders names again oh the overlords overlords oh the overlords that's right i was like i want to say is the the overlords and like no that was uh that was Agito. No, those no, are just, just lords. That's right. Yeah, they're they're basically the invest without the overlords. They're they're former contestants, ground up and turned into monster people. Which again, coin in the jar. If you didn't fucking guess that from episode they're one, well, well, see, it's not just that. Well, it's weird to say because then, what is Daichi making them out of at the end? Well, okay, like, here's the thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, okay, again, I'm not even trying to poke holes. It's just these things are just things that pop into my mind yeah. when I'm like, okay, they're supposed to be the dead writers, but there are no more dead writers. Yeah, see. What is he making them out of? Well, he probably the reuses like, them. Like, the, the thing that we do here on this podcast is that we review the series once it's over. Well, as clearly we see. But the thing is, with that kind of revelation, apparently, I believe that was something they explore either in the summer movie or also the um, the V cinema. Maybe both, I think. But... I know they're planning on talking about it in the V cinema, yeah. but uh, who the knows? G-cinema. Anyways, again, it, it's weird. It's really weird because, like, I know these things don't matter, but my brain can't stop but thinking, okay, but why, though? But yeah. why? But again, I mean, there's not really anybody else to talk about. I mean, like, I, 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 there's, what's his name? Jito? Jito? Well, Sasuke. Yeah, Jito. So, yeah, Sasuke. Jito. I mean, or... I will say, for like half a second, I thought I knew him from somewhere. Yeah, he actually played stage show Sa- Sasuke. Yeah, no, that's no, where we keep no, calling no, him Sasuke. No, 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 no outside of that. Uh, he's been in a couple of things. Well, let me take a look, though. It's weird, but, like, his face... He looks like he would be a face model for Yakuza. 
I mean, he's I know basically that's really dressed is, and acts like a Yakuza why character. Why does he remind me of the he Honestly, Batman though, Batman. he's probably he's probably my favorite game master just because mm-hmm. of that. I mean, there was a the original gardener for the Jamato. I he was fucking entertaining as hell. He was funny. He was he was always hilarious. He was he was just a fucking weirdo. Then he got nommed on. He did. Uh, he did. There's Daichi who has no fucking reason to exist. Uh, he he's just brain junior. Literally, like why the f- why like re- remember when Daichi fucking came back and became the Joker for all of like ten seconds? Yeah, what was that? <laughs> what the fuck was up with that? I have no <laughs> idea. Yeah, no, what? You know, it had to happen to some at some point. And it all like, went re- up. A remember cycle. how he became a, a Jamato, and then they just kind of fucking forgot about that. And it's not like he stopped being one; he's still one. At like the last episode, they just like they just kind of like forgot. They to be fair, they also live. forgot that he was evil and fucking murdered Kawa's sister. Yep. And I don't like. I'm pretty. No, yeah, she did. Come did down. we I'm talk like, about Sarah? I mean, she's not even to talk about. I mean, at this point, like. To be completely honest, the only things you could say about her is just like, oh yeah, the what ifs in this case. But honestly, oh, she was quirky uh, older sister character that was played by an actual yeah. older sister of own sister. That's true. I did go. notice the resemblance now that you yeah. put that. But out. um, no, but, but yeah, to, like, to go uh, to go back I'll, to what I'll, you're I'll saying, give like, her points. I'm surprised she stayed alive as a writer as long as she did. I was gonna say to to go back to what you were saying, like again, like he 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 was a tomato for a bit and then they forgot about it yeah but he and was then, still a again as uh as is tradition with takahashi he just kind of s- stops being a villain even though he never like does anything to redeem himself unironically i thought at the end k was just gonna chop his fucking head off i am i am surprised that he didn't die i am i don't like, think kawa forgot about that <laughs> like there was the point where fucking I think it was like Ace stops Kawa from trying to murder him. Like, why? Out of what all fucking point? people, why Ace maybe trying Buffa. to stop him? Like, maybe Buffa stops him, but Ace is like, what like, does Ace it, have to Buffa, do with this? Buffa, at least it would have been like thematic. It was like, I've gone down this road. You're trying to go down. It's not worth it. Like, like why the fuck is Ace trying to stop this fucking shit heel like, honest, from getting murdered. Like, honestly, the thing that really bothered me was like um before, uh, what you call it, Kayla's fight with uh, Kekera, where they were like talking about it's like, oh yeah, well you know what, everyone can be redeemed. It's just like, yeah, but also like you're, I I get like they're trying to do like a redemption arc for Daichi with Kayla, but also at the same time, that was so forced. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. It was. It's like, it's not even like with like, again, it's not even like with Dan, where Dan never really redeemed himself, but just kind of joined the good guys, where they still fucking treated him like a criminal. Like, no, you're insane. We're going to keep you in gay baby jail unless we need you. (laughs) Or like with, it's, honestly, I would say it's almost as bad as Thouser, where like Thouser just kind of like gets away with everything. Because Other he than the fact that, like, he, he loses Honestly? His, like, yeah, I mean, like, to be honest, like, no, actually, Thouser at least got some kind of comeuppance where he lost Zaya and he, he, like, lost everything that he had, and he's basically a fucking homeless weirdo with his robot dogs in a warehouse apartment. I mean, dude, if you think about it, he, 
Bowser and Daichi had the exact same ending. They did. They they literally did. <laughs> like they they get surrounded by like the mascots for they no did. reason. Yeah, but like, but, I, but yeah. What like what the fuck was up with that? Uh, there's Swale who not is character. not even really a character. But he is voiced by Kirito. He well, he is. He's also uh. So wasn't the uh. Glare, Gazer, whatever the fuck, Driver. Yeah, the, re- so. I think, uh, but, the but it, Zillion Driver, or like, to become Comrade or Regard, or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, the Zillion and uh, Vision. But like, all, it's all, weird. Yeah, all the, the Game Master Drivers were him. Yeah. But it's weird, this, it's, it's weird, because like, Swell was very much the, I don't even want to know, I don't even want to say it this way, because Takahashi hasn't done that up to this point, but like, he's just, oh, he's the final boss. Who is he? he um, a, he's just, he he's just some guy. He doesn't yeah. have he's, a face. He just is there. No, he has a face. It was Ace. It was Ace? Yeah. Remember? Remember? He, Ace took off the, he took off the mask and there was Ace under there. So he's die After Ace Shang sunked his ass. Does anybody remember this? <laughs> yes. No, I'm pretty he, sure. He, he literally did that Shang Tsung fatality. And I was like, what the fuck? Anyways. After... After Ace got resurrected, you know, after the seventh day, Ace rose again. Ace. On the third day, sorry. Ace with us. Like, I liked, uh, we didn't really talk about Sumeri at all, either. I, I liked oh, her. I did like her a oh, lot. Oh, she was cool. She shot Ace in the face. She did. Which I, is the funniest shit, because I did not expect that to happen. I was like, oh, at the last second, she's going to turn and shoot Swell or something. No, she just full-on pops a cap in his fucking brain. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Holy I'll, shit. I'll, I'll give Takahashi this as forced as it was, at least like the obligatory let's put the cryptic thing from the opening into the show scene yeah. actually mattered in this season. They've been doing this shit since like what? It'll drive. Like, drive? Yeah, that's when it started drive. And this is the only time that it's ever actually been relevant. Uh, to the not plot. really, Jay. They did it in X-Aide. No, they... Yeah, they did. Yeah, they Nick did. Saved, yeah, they the, did. the fucking nighttime shot didn't fucking matter at all. Yeah, it did. It was at night. Fuck off. <laughs> Shut up. We can also say we saw the opening night scene in the beginning of the season two. We did. Well, it's neither here nor there. But anyways. That's true. In terms of uh, Tsuri, uh, though, <laughs> you know what? I'm also happy that they didn't do the Takahashi thing of, like, oh, yeah, like, they make her a female writer, too. Yeah, yeah I'm glad she they resisted that. A writer. She just had white hair. That was for about little, it? Yeah, for a little bit. And then she got better. But so, how? so did Ace, so. But how? But, I mean, they explained that. It's with the, the way the fucking supporter powers work, where she lost Oh, because he wanted to. Yeah. Um, I will say I, that, that I'll give Takahashi points. He put two things from the opening in there. He did. He, 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 I'll give him points for that. Eh, he, he, he did the, he did the barbed wire thing. That's <laughs> right. I did. He did. Yeah, but without the white hair. you little fucking piece of shit. You uh, little scamp. Uh, anyways, uh, uh, what? That's that's everybody. Like, there's literally nobody else. Unless you want us to talk about the fucking owl dude. Owl. Like, the old guy. The old guy yeah. was pretty cool. The old guy was pretty cool. He died. He, he died. Well, no, he came back for the movie. Fuck you! What? Who fucking cares? No, we can talk about the best writers of this season 
Ben and John, played by Mr. Tom Constantine and Michael Kinder. Yeah, we didn't Tom Constantine. Talk about them, Tom uh, Constantine taking a break from shitting on Jay. <laughs> uh, one of these days, this is gonna get us in trouble. Really? It really will, really but I don't care. Them. It's gonna be worth it. You know what? <laughs> you know what? I am. I am disappointed. We never actually got to see them transform because they they were writers. We never actually see them do anything, but they were writers. I will say, uh, what's what's Ben and John was their name, right? Yeah. yeah. Which one was Ben? Uh, ben was uh, Michael Kinder, or uh, pretty much common writer. The black guy. Yeah. yeah. Was trying to... <laughs> he was the he was the uh, like I'm, I'm just gonna call <laughs> a spade <laughs> and answer. AJ's I will say. Been, Look, look, AJ's I'm not going to s- know anything beyond that if if you explain it. <laughs> That's so. like I, I, just, I would know Chad, and I appreciate you explaining, but AJ's not going to. That's fair. I would know. I would. No, you wouldn't. I would. I was just going to say his his transformation pose was lame as fuck. What? what Michael Jackson posing? Yeah, I don't care. That was lame. That was lame. It was cool. Fuck you. No, it was lame. It was, it was cool. actually kind of cool. No. It no, it was not. It was, cool. lame, it was, cool. as fuck. It was lame as fuck. It was lame as fuck. Die. It would be the same if you did it. It's lame. Die. It's not the same level as you did it, Jay. And Die. you're as white as Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Oh, that's a bad one. Oh, I'm bad. I'm bad. No, I'm bad. <laughs> oh, oh, that, that was, was a real thriller there. Oh, just beat it. That's gonna go down in history. Oh, you could, you could say you could say it was a real smooth. Damn it, you took mine. Guys, oh. I need you guys to go reevaluate yourselves, reevaluate your lives, and look at the man in the mirror. Oh God! Uh. Damn it! Anyways, now <laughs> on to the ending. Ace is Jesus again. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I I have to say I have to say it again because it's happened a couple of times apparently. Well, I mean, uh, he's just Jesus now. I made I made the joke about Ace turning on SV cheats one earlier, but that's literally how the show ends. Is Swale basically basically what happens is um Ace is so thoroughly BTFO the DGP management that they just decide rocks fall, everybody dies. It's the time for the apocalypse. We're wiping out the we're wiping out society. We're gonna destroy the world, and we're just gonna move on to the next era. Which again, how any of that fucking works with the DGP and time travel or whatever? Who cares? Doesn't matter. I care. The the longest fucking apocalypse in history, by the way, because they say they're gonna do it like episode thirty two, and they have to go through it for like. Ages to even get anywhere close there's, to there's it. There's the Jamato game. There's the end game. There's the end end game. Well, no, the, the apocalypse the game. The Jamato Grand was different from them trying to nuke reality. That was there's that the was, bad end game. There's the bad ending game. There's the there's ending the apocalypse game. Apocalypse writers and like yeah. There was revelations. Like, who fucking cares? There was, like, 70 versions of the apocalypse, and none of them came to fruition. I mean, to be fair, the writers did keep continuously thrashing their asses. So they kind of have, how do you stop up? How do you stop the apocalypse so many times and just think, you know what? Maybe, maybe this time it'll work. Like to be, to be fair, it is funny how their solution to 
finally trying to get the apocalypse on track was to just fucking shoot Jesus in the face. <laughs> you know what? There's there's some biblical allegories here going on. Here. There is. I guess I guess you could I guess you could uh, frame that very very would, would interestingly. Su- would Sumati be Judas then? I guess so. No, no, she would be uh, Pius uh, the. Uh, the guy who sent Jesus to the cross. This is this is theology one hundred and one right now. I, I swear to God. Anyways, I don't know where th- this is. This is getting more theological than fucking Agito. And Agito had actual God in it. Anyways, so after numerous times of Ace and the Gang <laughs> completely thrashing their asses, uh, Swell just decides, let's just fucking shoot him. <laughs> Let's like the the one thing nobody ever thinks about is let's just shoot the main character in the face with a gun. Let's just get a gun and kill him. He saw what happened to Nerum and he was just like, huh. "Why didn't I do that?" Wait, no, that, wait, no. that is that, true. Is basically that they did to Nerum anyways? Or was that his surprise? Yeah, they shot him. Yes. <laughs> they shot him. Like, like Nerum was becoming a problem because he was he was like I'm breaking away from the game. I'm I'm on the side of the writers. I'm gonna help them. Oh, Niram, are you about to have a face turn? Not. Nah. <laughs> yeah, he he starts to have a face turn, and then they just shoot him with a Glock. <laughs> you know what? If Takahashi ended all of his shows like that, I would love him. I mean, to be fair, Zero <laughs> One also zero... had people getting shot with a real. Nah, gun. could you imagine if like what's this? Uh, Haruto? I don't know. Haruto. <laughs> No, 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 no! It's even better if, like, if Wizard ended with just shooting Wiseman in the fucking face. That is kind of what happened to Wiseman. I mean, no, wasn't it that wasn't it Gremlin that shot him in the face? No, Gremlin stabbed him right through, right through the gut with his own weapon. Who fucking cares? Anyways, Jesus is back. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. So. God damn it. So, so, after numerous times of Ace continuously thrashing their asses and completely destroying their plans with more and more ass pulls as he does, Swell and the DGP gang just decide, let's just fucking shoot him. And... I feel like I missed an episode, maybe, because there's some weird shit, like, Sumeri gets possessed. Yeah, no, no there, you didn't miss anything. anything. There's a lot of shit that... It, the usual Takahashi problems of shit starts piling up ridiculously in the final arc. Like, Barbara and Kekara, like, get super writer monster forms, and they, they're they kind of working with the DGP, but they're kind of not really. And, like, you get the new Game Master Sasuke, who... Honestly, is kind of a bitch. Like, he was interesting up until he got his writer form, and then he immediately becomes a jobber. Like, you get the thing with the Apocalypse game, with, like, the writer gangs, and then you get the stuff with, like, Jamato evolving, and, like, people, like, being mutated into Jamato, and, like, oh, there's new phases to them, and, you know, if they die like this, their human host dies, and, like, that's what Spurs punished K was that uh, Buffa accidentally kills his sister and to be fair it's not even like there's a misunderstandings with it it's just like Buffa's just like yeah I'm sorry dude I didn't know like I didn't know there was this fucked up rules to the monsters I'm just killing the monsters (laughs) you know what though I I feel like because he starts having like 
the Metal Gear Solid 3 sorrow moment where like, he starts seeing the ghosts of all the people that he's killed. Well, I mean, which was really well, fucking cool, by no, no, the way. No, 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 hold on, it hold was. on, hold on. Michi also does a Michi here. He starts... He does! I mean, to be completely honest, Mitsuzane Kureshima started seeing the ghost of his dearly departed older brother while trying to fight people. <laughs> I, I will say this, though. Who wasn't actually dead, but you know, let's not get no, into that. I, I, I will say this, though. I commend Takahashi for being just straight up and, being, and making Buffa just be like, yeah, I killed her. Yeah, Sorry. I, I, I like that they don't actually do a misunderstandings plot. Like, they set it up as a misunderstandings plot, but it's like, no, Buffa's just like, yeah, I fucked up, dude. I didn't circumstances were beyond my control. I'm sorry. I would have done something if I could. I, I, that, that, it was a really realistic way of handling that, where, like, Buffalo's just like... Like you said, it's like, I, dude, I'm sorry. Fuck. I... It, he's like, I, I feel as bad as you do, dude. Like, I liked... I really liked that. That was a really interesting way to do it. But it yeah, really yeah, like, it really cut him up inside. Like a sister. <laughs> but, yeah, the usual Takahashi problem of, like, the last... 10 episodes just have so much fucking shit get thrown into it. But we don't even have time to really get into all the fucking stuff that gets thrown in. I think we've, oh, if we talked, did, we've talked it, about enough of it. If we did, we'd be here for like seven more hours. Anyways, what happens is they shoot Ace in the fucking face <laughs> and kill him and he dies. And there's, there's no like twist to it, really. There's no like, oh... Haha, Sumari missed at the last second. Or he like caught he it with pretending. his teeth like Heihachi. Like, yeah, there's like, there's no like, Ace just gets back up. He's like, no, I'm, f-. he's like, he's fucking dead. He's just like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I was, I was, I was, I mean, Ace is still Ace. He was still planning for getting shot in the fucking face because. Of course he would be. He just, he just becomes God. He just very casually becomes a God. <laughs> I, I do like his, his little conversation with Sumeru. He's just like, uh, yeah, I'm dead, but uh, I'm just I'm just Jesus now. So he's just like, yeah, don't worry. I was like, yeah, I was I was planning ahead. And for then this, they don't asked worry. him, like, even though dead? like he's like, it doesn't really make any sense because like even Swell is just like, well, he'll reincarnate soon, but uh, you know, it's gonna be too late by that point. Haha, <laughs> bye. But then he just like. I guess decides that he he's not gonna reincarnate this time. Like it's something that, like like the wish he made with his mom or something. Like I don't. He really. It's very casual the way Ace is just like I become God. He is he's, just God now. He very casually, very casually is just like I am God now. Uh, God and then the kill swale and the the DGP collapses in on itself and Ace resets the world where everybody gets all the wishes that they want as long as they believe in them but also nobody remembers ace ever existed which eh okay fair enough trade off it'll it'll I, be changed in the movie don't worry yeah probably i mean we already know he's fucking coming back in the movies somehow maybe unless but he, like, oh, i mean that, there's no maybe he's god so he'd just be like i'm here now i mean like no we we see fucking white hair ace in the trailer and he's got a a gold painted fucking geats 9 so i'm Unless, like, unless that's, like, Swell, who's come back as Ace, because, like, because, again, like you said, he does the Shang Tsung thing where, like, he fuses with Swell to kill him, which is Well, actually, wait, hold on, we didn't even talk about fucking anti-Ace. 
dark dark geese. What the fuck happened there? Where where did he come from? That was just that was just for the movie. I know, but still, why is he here? We don't know. It was to make you go and watch the movie, AJ. Why would Takahashi do this to me? I remember when he came out in the fucking in in the episode, and I was like, oh fuck, how is Takahashi gonna write this in? Yeah, that's for us to go watch the movie and then get all the promotional items and crap. So, um, in this case, to be fair. To be fair, Dark Geats would have been a way more interesting final boss than Swell because, like, he was a fucking non-character. Even, <laughs> but yeah, uh, <laughs> fucking Dark Geats and Rainbow Bright. I really did like that final end episode. It was very, very Kuga esque with the way it's just like, oh well, uh, the final fight. Yeah, don't worry about it. Everybody's kind of living their life again, even though they do end up cutting back to the final fight. But whatever. I, as an ending, it was interesting. I I think the way they resolve it of, yeah, I'm dead and I'm gone and nobody remembers me, but I'm still here was a very interesting route to go for an ending of the uh, for the show. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, they kind of imply that the DGP is. I mean, they don't really imply like Zin is straight up just like. I'm going to make a new DGP. Do you want to help me? It's like, don't worry. It's going to be a good one. Where uh, there, There's no stakes or anything. It's just for funds. Haha. <laughs> you know, I promise. You know. I mean, to be fair, it wouldn't be that hard. It's, it would just be like a fucking ninja warrior or fucking Takeshi's Castle or some shit. <laughs> well, I mean. Could you imagine <laughs> MXC with writers, dude? Holy fuck. That'd be amazing. Well, there was that episode with Ultraman, so. Oh, I'm just saying. DGP, but actually is MXC. That'd be so fucking based. That would be. That would be a very interesting. Uh, when, when's the episode with Tony Hawk? Soon. <laughs> but no. Uh, it's again. It's a very interesting ending. The way they do it is that like, you don't really need magic. You don't really need wishes. As you know, as long as you believe in your goals, you can you can achieve your goals. And I I liked that as an ending. It was very. Very nice way to tie everything up, tie the themes and everything up at the end, and it felt very closed off. It, other than the, the fucking mounting pile of questions about the the deep lore and everything, I think in terms of all the plot lines of the characters and where they ended up, I think as an ending it does tie everything up fairly well. I think it was a good final episode. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for them to fucking ruin it in the Beast Cinemas. I mean, to be fair, no, that's what happened with story. Revise. The, the winter crossover movie is probably going to undo a majority of it. And then from there, the Beast Cinemas is just going to build off of that. Probably. I uh, mean, again, that's what happened with Revise. Well, no, at least with Revise, yeah. thing, like, the thing with the summer movie, no, the winter movie, is that they at least kept uh, Vice dead. So. Oh, well, there you go. Vice die. Anyways, uh, miscellaneous things about the show before we get into our final thoughts. Uh, I like all the suits. Uh, I will say much. this: I am surprised Takahashi restrained himself from tying in outsiders to this. Uh, it would have been so based if he did, though. It would have you know, been. I mean, considering uh, what you call it, um, that the series just ended, and uh, like what you call it, you know, the, the the most recent episode of Outsiders, they they friggin' wrote in George Kadizaki. So, I mean, they did. to be completely honest, let's be real, Revice is coming. Or, no, 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 Geats is coming. Or something from the DGP is coming, probably. Mm, 
Uh, I mean, it's gonna be. I, I mean, uh, more like overtly in the show itself. Oh. Like I was expecting, like the show to end on like a lingering shot of somebody's ID core, and then they're, like fucking the end or Foundation X shows up, it does, and picks oh, it up yeah. or something. Oh yeah, wait, remember the crackpot theories of um, actual game master of DGP? Yeah, it was gonna yes. be Don. There were yeah. so many. We all thought it was gonna. At some point, everyone thought it was gonna be Don Kuroto. Just thinking, like, it's just another game he made. That would have been so based too, to be honest. It would have been. It would have been pretty cool. It, I would have. I. I don't lie. As like a one-off gag, it would have been pretty fun. Um, but again, if back they to did it unironically for an entire season, I think it would have been insufferable, though. Um, but but uh, I was also saying the uh, miscellaneous things before we wrap up here. Uh, I liked most of the suits. Oh yeah, they were. Really they were pretty good. cool. They were very interesting. I will say, interestingly put together well, I mean, in terms of think, design philosophy. I think also coming from like a marketing standpoint. Like, it's actually very interesting because while certain forms were marketed towards certain writers, like, honestly, it's one, it's an idea in which, like, there weren't any super specific power-ups marketed towards one writer that, like, basically you can use. Like, basically, it's interchangeable between all of them. Which is actually... Oh, yeah, I mean, fuck. I mean, Boost itself was being used by pretty much everybody. Yeah. Like, I mean, shit, I think Buffa started using it more than, actu- than uh, Geats himself. Uh, yeah, I, I I liked the uh, the modular nature of the suits, the um, the way that everybody kind of had their own parts and the interchangeability. Yeah, that was cool. And yeah, like despite it being like his 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 form, he only really uses Magnum Boost like four or five times in the entire show, I think. Oh yeah, and it, and it's interesting that they that they went with that. Yeah. Um, I I think it's again to emphasize the uh, like the reality show nature of like, there are so many people always competing and there's so many different writers in the DGP. And I kind of wish they took a little more advantage of it with having more helmets to use to have a wider cast. Even if like they were like fucking no name NPCs who just show up to die. I think if they had more of those, it would have felt a little livelier, but Mm -hmm. I understand, you know, budget, you know, adult circumstances and all. But I like that the, with the way the suits were. It was very, it was very unique. And yeah, like you were saying, the way that, other than, like the late stage power ups for Geats himself, none of the forms were really marketed to anybody in specific, and none of them were really locked to be used by anybody specific. It was all very. It's not really something that writers done before, because even in like the earlier shows where they started doing this kind of interchangeable form stuff, they never really were like this. I think it was really mm. interesting the way they I did think, it. Yeah. Like, uh, for example, like when you look something like, uh, like Gaim, right. Yeah. When mm. like every, like that should have been like instantly interchangeable, but no, I mean, Kota stuck with, with, you know, Ichigo and pineapple and all that stuff. And like with this, it's like, everybody is allowed to use everybody. Like I, I think Again, even besides the final forms, like I mean, shit, fucking Bujin started mixing it up after a while too. It was he weird. did, and I think the problem is like I think the the suits were definitely made more in mind because like if you look at like the Gaim suits, they kind of were with the way the gimmick was, but the suits and the armors were very much specifically made to be used by that writer. Like, like Banana was not really meant to be used by anybody else because you can see the way the coloring is and like. Same thing for, like, Grape and all these other ones. Like, when they start swapping around, like, you can tell this was not meant to be. Like, 
like the the one time they had Zangetsu used strawberry, even though that was like a fucking hyper battle video. Like you look at it, like yeah, this is very clearly not meant to be used on this suit. It's like it's very not meant for this. Or like, um, yeah. So I also like appreciate the early series explanation. Just like oh yeah, like theoretically anyone can use like the raised buckles, but like only certain ID cores and like certain raised buckles have like a high. I guess compatibility, and then in which at the end of the day you find out, mm. oh yeah, no, that's actually just total BS. Well, I and an affin- like affinity that. bonus basically is like you, you've got a special okay. buckle that goes specifically well with your form, kind of thing. That, like that. I do like. It um, explains why they only use certain, like, why each one uses a certain one instead of it just becoming their trademark. Yeah, and I think that was an interesting way to explain the way like they kind of get affixed to one specific form for budget reasons so <laughs> um i also really really liked not not the ost so much i mean the ost was fine but all the songs that came out of geats were really fucking interesting but yeah fucking uh trust less is a great opening song it's amazing you go fuck it's great uh yeah i i, I Trust last enjoyer here. Uh, I liked it before everybody else liked it. Um, no, you didn't. I trust it last. Honestly, it took a while for me to just kind of grow, like grow into it. I fucking loved it from day one, Jay. What are you talking about? You yeah, day one when you started the show three weeks ago. No, when the opening came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I uh, yeah, mean, uh, Jay, I I definitely was. Yeah, I definitely. Uh, Jay doesn't want to. Jay doesn't want to understand the fact that people can like things before he does. No, nobody. Can, nobody fine. could like thing until I, you know. If I don't like it, nobody likes it. If I like it, I liked it first. Okay, so exactly, you're you're, you're finally understanding the Portland way. So aside from all y'all's opinions, <laughs> though, um, honestly, I'm just really happy that we all started to get like insert songs released as the series was going. I was yeah. I I was shocked that a lot of the songs that were released on CD did not show up in the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the like the ones for Buffa, the ones for N- uh, Nago, Tycoon. None of those sh- showed up in the show except for Geats Nine and Bujin, which was interesting. I mean, obviously, I mean there was another there was that one for Zine, but fucking cares. <laughs> Whatever. I, I don't even know why he got one, but fucking Buffa didn't. Like that's lame. Because his his actor is famous. That's why. Also, uh, didn't Buffa also have another insert theme, but they didn't put it in the show? Actually, no, fucking, so. uh... Oh, wait, no, there were two of them, easier. because um, the first one was his own character song sung by him, and then it was the, another one that was, like, a... basically, like, a three- or four-way song with, like, um... what was it, Nudge Sparrow or Daichi, uh, Benoba, and also the weird Jamato guy. Hmm. No, I was, I was uh, talking about the... Uh, Niram also had one, too, released, which is weird. Yeah, that one... He did. He did get a fucking theme for some reason. It was just kind of an okay theme. But yeah, yeah, I, uh, I really did enjoy. We uh, it's it's been a while since we've had um, this many kind of songs, and the fact that a lot of them got actually got used was interesting. I mean, they they should have used more, I think, but the ones that they did end up using were just that good. So I think it kind of balances out. Like, I mean, they got fucking back on to do a song, two songs even. So, I mean, you don't you don't need anything more than that. And then, uh, whatchamacallit, I'm surprised that they didn't use Shonan no Kaze all that much as well. I mean, like, aside from the opening theme and, like, the movie ending theme, but, like... They can't afford them. 
Oh, that's fair. But I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm. Yeah, I would agree with you. They, they've kind of done that more frequently with Ryder too. Where like they'll get this band to do the opening, and then they don't really do anything else with it. Like, like they did that a lot with like, uh, like Phase Two Heisei. Like, obviously you had Drive, where you had Matsuoka do like five fucking songs. That's because it's Matsuoka. Well, then again, he you had that Matsuoka he, also has with, like an apartment uh, on the Toei lot. Let's be real. He True. probably does. They. Toei ha Toei has a little apartment complex where all like the regulars just kind of live. They they might as well at this point. Shikin Red Two is just there. Um, but like, go, go I'm trying it. to think. Like, no, I think most of Heisei up until yeah up until the end of Heisei from like Drive up until then they had the they had the people that sing the opening be more heavily involved music wise, and after that they just kind of like. Uh, we got the opening and fucking whatever, go away. Cause... But I think also like, if you look at who's done the Reiwa themes, you've got you've got TMR, uh, you've got whoever the fuck did um, Alexandros. Yeah, Alexandros, and then you had da, uh, Dice or Da Ice with the uh, Kimura Subaru. Da Ice, yeah. And then you have again Shonanokaze and uh, whatever the fuck. Uh, Kumi Koda. She's actually a very popular artist yeah. in Japan. Yeah, so like that was that was my uh, end point yeah. is that so far Ray was had very popular, very big musicians doing the openings, and especially with next year where we got back on doing Gotchards, where I think that's kind of been their their gamble is that they they've been doing bigger, more profile, uh, higher profile musicians for the openings, and I think that's why they're not having them be more relevant. Yeah. <coughs> I mean, shit, back on got didn't insert, so fuck it. Yeah. It's true. I mean, let's be real. That was probably um, part of their contract. <laughs> yeah, we, I think we, we, everybody's we, we, made that joke, and I wouldn't that be joke surprised in LA. if it was true. Um, but saying that, uh, I think now it's just time for our final thoughts. I think we've gone through everything. Yeah. Well, I'll start with uh, Phil. Oh, uh, well, I thought the series was... Uh... I thought it was really damn good. Anyways. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Let me finish. How to do no, it. No, you didn't. You just chose to. Yes, I did. Go on, Phil. I thought the series was pretty damn enjoyable. I watched it throughout the entire year, and it was quite possibly one of the best uh, that I've seen in a while. And this is considering that this is uh, the, the fourth of Rewa. Uh, yeah, this was actually pretty damn good. I like the characters, I like the suits, I like the story, I like the... Basically everything, uh... I basically liked everything about it. Uh, it's a good show, watch it. Chad? So, in terms of Gates, um, honestly, I've... The more I've thought about this, I think this is actually probably the strongest entry within Lewa so far. Um, then again, I think considering a lot of things... Um, just, I guess, from, like, a promotion kind of, or promotion side as well. Um, from the beginning of Geats, or, like, I guess, during its, like, inception as it was being announced, it kind of feels like Toei was definitely putting in their A-game, especially, like, considering that they got, um, what's, um, what's his face? Oh my gosh, I'm, like, Takahashi, and also, uh, who was producing Geats? Was it, I think, uh, Tasaki, I think? Or Yuta Tasaki, I think? It was... It was no, Ta producer. Tasaki was direct... No. 
He is a director. I don't yeah. think he did. Or let me see the producer. No, it was it was uh, Gaim's producer. Oh wait, uh, producers are uh, Takebe and Inoue. Yeah. So pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Like considering that, and also getting like uh, Toshihiko Sasa Sahashi, basically the one that's kind of responsible for doubles OST. Oh wait, no, that's Shuhei Naruse. But uh, Deno's OST mainly, and I guess Geo. But I mean, it's more Deno than Geo, frankly. Like it, it feels like. Toei really wanted to put out like their A game here, and I kind of feel like this might have been, or considering the themes of the show and everything that they wanted to do, it kind of feels like it was maybe, dare I say, maybe wanted to be marketed towards like another, like another audience, mainly overseas, considering there was a lot of um, influence coming from like Squid Games, uh, Fortnite, and like other other places. And in terms of overseas distribution, I have no idea. So frankly, that's neither here nor there. It's all speculation. But I, I think overall with this season, though, it's... I think it's definitely the best of Rewa. Um, I think overall this is just a very solid Kamen Rider season that I think if people do want to get into Kamen Rider, I think this would also be a season in which you can probably recommend to people that just want to start it just due to the very uncanny nature of the storytelling and also the themes that are not typically found within like common writer nowadays but i i think overall it's a good show and i would definitely recommend it if you're trying to just look for something or like to get into common writer with so that's uh it's been me yeah so i would I would definitely echo Chad's sentiment of saying this is the best of the Reiwa era so far. Granted, not the highest bar to clear, let's be real. Um, but I think looking at overall, it's also definitely Takahashi's best show, although at the same time, it does fall the hardest out of his shows. Comparing to the previous Reiwa shows, especially comparing to its immediate processor, Revice, I think Geats had bigger highs and a more consistent, strong pull throughout most of the show, but also fell off harder, really hard near the end, worse than I think Takahashi's other shows, where, like, you look at X-Aid, X-Aid was clearly him getting burned out and the shorter episode count. Zero-One was obviously COVID. This, I think, was just Takahashi just had... Just had too much, too many fucking ideas. I think this is something where this is a story he was constrained, stuck with the constraints of writer as a, a franchise that he he didn't have the space he really needed, and he went a little too far. But yeah, I would agree. I think this is a, definitely a good launching off point for writer. I think just in the way the general themes, the way it's presented. Uh, it's weird though like it's also been one of the more divisive seasons like especially when the last like the last 10 episodes where i think once the takahashi cycle starts to kick in and we start to get to that end game where it's just like there's too much shit going on he's just got all these ideas i've noticed a lot of people like really turning on geats kind of out of nowhere for no real reason and i'm not entirely sure what it is exactly it's like I think it is just that usual Takahashi cycle of, like, there's so much 
bullshit going on in the last couple of episodes because of just like the way he writes that like people just kind of get fed up and turn on it but because like, it happened with zero one but i think it's been way like harsher than it was with uh zero one too so i don't know what the fuck it's it's definitely weird it's it has a fucking rocky finale almost as i would say it's definitely worse than zero one because even like zero one was really fucking bad near the end but despite that i think up to that point it is the strongest Rewa writer show despite my numerous gripes about the the minutiae of the setting a lot of that again is just like nerdy shit of like it's not even really necessary for the plot but it's one of those like breaks the lore if you start to think about it kind of thing like it never hurts the plot the plots consistently it's again it's a takahashi show so the plot's consistently strong it it's always going there's always something interesting always around the corner and unfortunately that is the great biggest problem with the show is that it never fucking really stops and slows down and thinks about it and to a degree it is to a detriment it would be a good starter point for writer though but it's also not going to be like the best it's not the best writer show ever or anything like that but it's definitely the best of rewa so far i really really did enjoy it i really absolutely loved this show though mm. hmm. i'm not gonna sit here and say that this is like i'm not gonna sit here and say that i love this show but i definitely really like this show because to jay's point this is takahashi undistilled as much as he can be and because of that the show thrives and it fucking fails hard now of course you know we're, we're weirdos sometimes and we can think of things that should not be thought about but even to the to the general public i think even w somebody watching this as their first show is going to look at some things and think why though but why is this? Why is that? Why is this going on? Why is that going on? And I think because of that, especially towards the ending, too many things are going to be like, okay, what is this? How does this correlate to this? And how is this this? And it, 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 it hurts the show. And, you know, I remember I mentioned saying that High School Heroes was a Takahashi show. But this is a Takahashi show times two. And because of that, while I recommend it as the first timers type of writer show, I also have to put a really big asterisk in saying you have to be careful and know what you're getting into because if you don't, you're going to get burnt out really fast. Like mm. I think since we've been doing the show and we've been, and we've watched all of Takahashi's other shows, at least in the tokusatsu sphere, we're used to his breakneck Mach five speed of pacing and then crashing at the end. We're used to that now, but if it's your first show watching it, at that pacing, you might find yourself being like, ugh, like turned off by it really fucking fast, especially towards the ending where, let's be fair, everything happens and almost nothing happens at the same time. And it's just strange. But again, I would say it is definitely the best of the Rewa era. I would not say I love it, but I really liked it. I like... I would say I loved parts of it, though. There were parts of the show that I thought, okay, this is definitely fantastic. But there were other parts where I'm like, mm, Takahashi, what are you doing? What are you doing now, Takahashi? Mm. I think overall, it is definitely a show that I would recommend and I would tell people to 
at least check out. If you're into the Rider War genre of Common Rider, you know, your Gaims, your Ryukis, now your Geats, yeah, definitely check it out. It's it's mm. fun. And you're going to find something in this show that you enjoy, I know for a fact. Like, you have so many things about this show that are great. You know, you have, you know, that the, the mini arc with Kawa going punished. You have so many little things with Buffa that I think it'd be... You'd be hard-pressed to find someone who hates this show legitimately unless they're just trying to find a reason to hate it, which if you are, you're watching the wrong show. Um, but yeah, overall, I recommend it. It's fun. Go watch Geets, even though I still can't get over that name over a year later. It still sounds really weird. But, it, is, it is very weird. But whatever. Another year, another writer show done, another I review. Think one addendum I will make with my suggestion and I think a week I think you kind of said the same thing is that it's good as a beginner show but it's also good with an asterisk asterisk of this there are there are shows that do what this can do without nearly as many flaws because this show is flawed I will fully say it's flawed as mm-hmm. much as I know oh, yeah, show has yeah, yeah. I, I think I mean again I agree I, you know, this is just before you go Chad, yeah. to say like I, I agree with what you're saying Jay because again I, I do like this show. I really like Eats. I really yeah. do. It's just, if you're looking for a show that kind of does some of these themings better and shorter, I mean, I know it's not a one-to-one comparison, but Garo VR does it pretty well. Mm. Yeah, actually, no, you're right. It does do a lot of, uh, Garo VR kind of does a lot of the same themes as this. Yeah. Oh, uh, you were saying, Chad? Like, I think, if anything, it's very similar to what you guys are saying. It's, Yes, it's a good show to start off on, but I think, as well as, like, although it may be a good starting point, I think it's also a lot better, like, once you have other... I think you can get more appreciation of this once you have other writer shows under your proverbial henshin belt. Mm-hmm. I think, like, definitely a lot of the commentary on, like, say, for example, the sponsors and all that is definitely one that people can identify with after watching other, like, writer shows. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, mm-hmm. just overall, like, definitely the meta-ness of, I guess, TV production and, like, I guess specifically with Toei and Bandai and, like, kind of seeing what, like, Yuya Takahashi kind of goes through is also one of those things where it's, like, definitely not, I guess, how do I put it? It's not obvious when you watch it, like, on the first run, but like after either discussing it with other people or watching it on a second time, it's like, okay, like you begin to see it and it it just, it adds more layers. I think, I don't know. It's a good show to watch as maybe a first time, but also revisit. Well, as I said, another year, another writer show. And, and I think that is where we're going to close it for tonight. I think before we do close this, where do we think about Gotchard is going? Just out of, just real quickly. Well, it's kind of early to tell what's going on. I mean, he hasn't even aired yet. True. But I think just kind of given all the details and also all the products that have been, I guess, kind of released and all that, what what are we preemptively thinking? I guess, just... I'm cautiously optimistic. I... I don't quite have as strong negative feelings going into it as I did with Saber, though... Saber, I think, was 
had the cursed seal of Nobuhiro Mori on it from the beginning, so I kind of already knew where that was going. It, I, I fuck with the suit. I fuck with the suit designs, but the the vibes I got from the trailer were uh, not the best. Mm, so I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm gonna give it a fair shot. I'm willing to give it a fair shot, unlike the last couple of times I like I knew I was gonna hate a show like King Oger. Like I I fucking watched more King Oger than I thought I was. Maybe I was hoping there was something wrong, but no. Like I, King Oger wasn't good. Maybe Gotchard will be better than what my expectations are. I'm with Jay. I'm cautiously optimistic. I, I have not seen anything of the press, so I don't know. I'm going to just keep it at that until episode one comes out. Mm. Um, but yeah, with that being said, I think we're going to have to come to a close with this episode. I think we had a little bit of too much fun today with the sponsorship and some sponsors. But uh, we get to survive without the wheel for one more week. Yep, one more week. Uh, next time you see us, uh, you're probably going to hear all the audio from JWH. So there you go. Uh, and we do whatever the fuck we're going to do next. So I'm going to be cutting it here. That's Jay. That's Chad. I apologize <laughs> That's for... Phil. Oh, oh. I didn't even fucking hear you say my name. I'm so tired, dude. No, I, like I said, we're we're ending it here. Can't okay. wait to get four hours of sleep before I gotta go to work tomorrow. Well, it's been fun. Goodbye. <laughs> See y'all later. Goodbye bye.